is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is 1-800-259-9231 as we broadcast live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival as we were doing last night and as we will be doing tomorrow night as well. So it's been a lot of fun so far. We're going to kind of give you a recap as to some of the things that had gone on, uh, has gone on today here at Rogers Campground in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire. But uh, let's jump right into things here, Mark, since uh, we've got Pete Ayer with us from the Motorhome Diaries. Pete, uh, sit right up on that mic and uh, say hello. Hey, great to be with you guys. Hey, always good to have you here. Uh, so we just uh, finished up a wonderful meal of burritos inside, or soft tacos, whatever those were. They were tasty. Uh, in, in MARV. Now, what does MARV stand for? I always forget. Uh, MARV is the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle. That's okay. That's what I thought it was. Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle. It is a decked-out RV, a very, very nice RV that you guys have painted uh, yellow and black, right. uh, which are kind of uh, anarcho-capitalist colors, I guess you could say. And you've just recently added some uh, some very nice advertisements to the backside, including a Free Talk Live ad, That's as right. well as a Freekeen.com ad, and a big window ad for the Free State Project, which is awesome. Because you are going to be driving this around and have been driving it around for 10 weeks or so now at this point. And you'll be doing it for most of the rest of the year, driving all around the country and video blogging it and blog, blog blogging it at motorhomediaries.com. People can, I know a lot of our listeners have been heading over there. Some people have been contributing to uh, keeping you on the road. They've been throwing a few bucks uh, in uh, contribution-wise for the gas tank and to feed you guys and to keep you out there. And uh, apparently that's been a fairly big portion of uh, the entire journey so far has been the, the support that you've been getting from the Liberty community. What, what is the purpose of Motorhome Diaries for listeners that uh, have never heard you before? Well, we, our tagline is searching for freedom in America, which is you know, basically a, a, a mission that we, we, we don't ever think we're going to fill. Like for me, it's just to know that we each tried as hard as we could to advance the freedom movement. And uh, we do that primarily uh, through a couple ways. We have meetups where uh, people we know in our networks and other networks get together in different cities as we roll through. And for me, the, the benefit of those is, is the synergy that's created for people that meet each other there, and they're able to, like, create um, different projects and work together. And we're able to, like, put them in contact with people that we've met or know of and say, hey, you guys, if you're interested in doing this, you, you should talk to this guy or this girl. And uh, so we've really seen some gains that way. And also we're trying to give some uh, highlight people that are advancing the freedom movement in their own way. So we do uh, video interviews with talking heads or activists or, and mm -hmm. different people. And um, an example of this, an example of, of people, you know, us relying on the community uh, for their tasks and knowledge is um, recently when we were leaving uh, Atlanta, we were going to go straight to Charlotte, and we got a couple emails from people who said, hey, you guys should come to Asheville. So we uh, made a side trip to Asheville, and... Uh, when we got there, a guy took the day off, and basically uh, Brian Umberger is his last name. Brian Umberger is his name, and he basically said, "Hey, you guys should interview this couple. Uh, they had their door kicked in by a deputy." And we're like, "What?" So uh, anyway, we went. And oh he, yeah, yeah, that's he, an amazing story. Yeah, he took Adam, interviewed this this couple. Um, this had actually happened a couple years ago, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, we talked about it on the show at the time. It was okay. Uh, go ahead and recap. For yeah, I mean, it's yeah, amazing. basically, we we put this video up, and we thought it was really good, but within. You know, less than a day for us, uh, it already had like over a thousand views, which is pretty good for us. You in, did get a, a mention on the Lou Ronquil blog. That's right. That. Yeah, so it's, it's just, again, it's like people with the task and knowledge putting us in touch with other folks and just trying to show how broad this freedom movement really is. Well, let's, if you don't mind, can you recap their story? Because you're probably a little fresher on it than, than I am. It's been a couple of years since we've talked about it. But uh, Debbie and Mark, I believe, 
they were raided by the police because they turned uh, an American flag upside down out in front of their house. You remember that story, Mark? Yep. Is that, I mean, yeah, that's, that's short right. Version, yeah, they, they basically thought, uh, you know, the way the country's going is not uh, freedom-oriented. They hung American flag upside down, the symbol of distress. And uh, I guess they live right up the block from a National Guard unit. And so they said people started coming by and, like, taking pictures of their house and then and then uh somebody like, came not in a good them. way suspiciously right, right and eventually a deputy came um a county deputy came uh and, and it was later found out that i believe he was also working uh he was also a national guardsman and it just mm. come back stateside a few weeks ago but uh told basically confronted them outside and then said they were under arrest and they said for what and he, he wasn't able to uh articulate it all and they just they just said, you know, we're just going to go in our house. They walked in their house, shut the door, and he started banging on the door and kicking on the door. And eventually he broke out a pane oh, of yeah, glass, right. reached in, opened the door, and came in after them uh, with, I guess, pepper spray at first, or a taser. And then, and then he, what a monster. And he, yeah, and then he had his asp, which is like, you know, there's expandable batons. Right. chasing him around in the house, and then eventually uh, to the outside. And uh, by then the neighbors uh, were outside, and a lot of other cops had, had shown up, and everyone was just trying to figure out what, what happened. And uh, fortunately, uh, Debbie Kuhn said that uh, the neighbors, which were just some college kids, it sounded like, came out and saw what happened and uh, started putting some calls out. And the media, uh, media came out pretty soon mm. uh, after they got out of jail and basically just uh, put a spotlight on this. So, uh, again, it's just it's the power of uh, people speaking up and standing up for their rights. And, and not uh, being cowed and, and staying quiet and That's scared. Right. Uh, it makes a difference even in a, in a place where there's no real organized movement of which to speak. I mean, Definitely. you're just talking about something that happened, that they happened to put the flag out. They probably didn't even know who the, the kids were that that did that, and then the kids uh, responded by helping them, and thank goodness they did. Yeah. And we've seen certainly in uh, this uh, this movement, the Free State Project, which is a movement designed to move as many liberty-minded people here to New Hampshire as possible, we've seen the benefits of what happens when you get people to back one another up. Uh, it not only encourages other people, gives them kind of the, the I guess, the safety, a little bit of le level of safety that they need to feel in order to step outside of their uh, their their current comfort zone and take a risk and do and, and actually stand up and speak out for freedom it's a lot easier to make uh, to take those steps when you've got a room full of people that are going to come and sit at the trial and that might be your trial uh when you've got people that are going to come out to a protest it's, it's really hard when you're all alone and that's one of the reasons why uh, you guys are out there promoting this movement because it is such a uh, it's just so tremendous being here isn't it i mean no, it's definitely this has been uh, it was on our schedule from like day one. We've got to make it to Port, Port Fest. Fest. I've been involved with the Free State Project for a while, and and uh, for anybody out there listening that that isn't yet involved, you should become involved. And uh, there's a great movement of people up here, a lot of a lot of activists, a lot of doers, and it's really cool to see this, the the uh, synergy. You know, people have different ideas, and we obviously don't all agree on the same things, but it's, it is a community, and there's a lot of good people up here. Well, you agree on one thing, and that is that aggression against peaceful people is is inappropriate and wrong, and we need to move away from that. Uh, to what degree, you know, that's, I think, where people are going to disagree in a lot of places uh, up here. But nonetheless, uh, I think everybody agrees that the, the state is too big, uh, that... And the intrusiveness is insane, and something needs to be done. So I'm glad you're here doing it. MotorhomeDiaries.com is your website, and you guys are hitting the road after Portfest again, right? Going to be yeah, we're going to be around. Yeah, that's right. We're going to be in the New England area for a few weeks, and then we're going to be uh, basically go across um, the, like the bottom part of the Great Lakes and hit and Chicago. Your itinerary is always posted at MotorhomeDiaries.com, so that's people correct. can get in touch with you. And uh, we're going to talk to your partner, Jason, if that's all right here in a moment. Definitely. We'll continue, and we'll also talk about free agents, something else they're both involved in. It's Free Talk Live. More coming up. 
is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And as always tonight, it is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We've uh, got a lot of features there. We give them all away. Uh, so enjoy those on us. Uh, again, that's freetalklive.com. Plus, audible.com is the Internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. You can listen whenever and wherever you want, just like a podcast. Audible has over 60,000 titles from which to choose every genre. Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up today. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash FTL for your free audiobook. That's audiblepodcast.com slash FTL. We're broadcasting from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival in Lancaster, New Hampshire's Rogers Campground. It's been a lot of fun. We got here yesterday, and it has been a relaxing day for, for me, just uh, kind of hanging out with cool people, uh, walking around the campground, stopping off at uh, different campsites. We had dinner with the guys from the Motorhome Diaries, which was really cool. Uh, nice little barbecue lunch. Or not, I guess it wasn't barbecue, but uh, hamburgers, hot dogs, that kind of thing. Staples, I guess, food staple kind of lunch, simple stuff. American staples, yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, it was a good time, and I think Jason Osborne from Sakel CAI arrived at some point with uh, with free beer. I didn't get a chance to actually see that happen, uh, but I did buy the ice for him. He did show up with a free beer. Okay, good to know. Jason does love the, love the idea of giving away beer. It's a, it's it's an unusual character trait, but one one that people seem to appreciate. Well, it's also my understanding that last night he provided rum uh, for Free Talk Live amplifiers here in the Free Talk Live studio. Uh, and tonight he'll be providing vodka, was it? Well, it was, something I don't know, like some, some alcoholic beverage. So, yeah, something like that. A few people went a little too far last night, but hey, that's what happens, right? Uh, so 800-259-9231 is the number. Join us at freetalklive.com. We're going to talk to Jason Talley, but Jason, can you hang out? Just We'll just put you on the third mic. You're welcome to jump in and comment here. Uh, we're going to take a couple phone calls since people have called in to talk to us, and this is the show about your calls. So we'll start with Scott in Wisconsin. Uh, Scott, and there's a pair of headphones oh, no, here for you. Mark and Eon. This Scott. is the first time calling. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind tonight? Uh, God bless you, soldiers. I want to just uh, give praise to you guys and all the rest of the guys on the GCN. Uh, of course, Alex Jones down there with his his uh, knowledge and wisdom about the truth. And I just wanted to comment a couple things. First of all, is um, you guys are aware um, uh, this November I see that the 2012 trailer movies coming out of the end time. Um, I just wanted you guys what to comment. What do you mean? What is it, what's all that about? Um, it's about uh, the world be ending. You believe and, the world's um, going to end in 2012? That's correct. It's a movie that was supposed to be coming so out. what is it that that uh, that leads you to that conclusion? Well, the 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 Mayan calendar, uh, of course, with and also Notre Dame's prediction uh, said that the end of 2012, the year, world within. So. But, okay, um, so so one ancient civilization, their calendar didn't go past 2012, and one crazy old kook uh, wrote a bunch of stuff down a long time ago. It's because of that that you believe the world will end. Now, what do you mean when you say the world will end? Can you get into a little more detail about that? Okay, there. All right, brother. Well, I'm a spiritual man, and I follow the uh, the Bible, and I hope that you would let me speak. Um, when I heard that uh, about the movie coming out, I, it approached me to the 70 weeks in Daniel of the prophecy in the Bible. And I traced that back, um, which is 1,260 days, three and a half years, which would be the seven years tribulation of the three and a half 
of the 666, which is the light tribulation. I'm a little lost. Mark, are you following this? I'm doing my best. It's uh, oh, there's a lot of numbers. Three and a half years, seven, six, six. What? Can you run that okay. by me just um, in, a, just in a comprehensible manner, please? Okay, I'll slow down. It's okay, about, it's I'm a little about, slow. It's about the seven years tribulation that's in the Bible. Okay. And, and what is that? And that is uh, what is coming with the covenant to be signed between one with Israel. Okay, now when did that start? You're saying it's seven years. It's tw- it's tw- 2009 right now. There are only three years left till 2012. So okay, did the seven-year thing okay, start a few right, years ago? Let me just let me just explain. Well, in Daniel's prophecy, uh, let me just say there's 1,260 days, okay, to the three and a half years. Um, that would be 42 <laughs> months. Now, I took that from the end of 2012 and traced it back. And guess Get some what numerology, David, crunch some numbers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Guess, well, that's in his, that's in the Bible. Remember the fact word. Uh, sure, date. it's well, an old book. If, if I could be if, true. If I could point out the in the Bible, Paul says that Jesus would be coming back soon, and I, I don't know whose calendar they're using, but two thousand years isn't soon. So I, I've got to say that there's some predictions, perhaps in the Bible, that don't uh, jibe with what's going on today. Well, uh, uh, this is Jason. I'm convinced. Uh, what can I do to prepare for this? <laughs> Well, can I can I just uh, just say that when I trace the, those days back, it uh, guess what? Uh, two weeks it was in. It's at the end of July. So, when so it's not, we're not even going to make it all the way through 2012. It's going to be in July. Well, let me just just, just hear me out. Well, we don't when, have all night. Sorry to tell you that. Bo- that's when they meet for the Bohemian Grove out in California. Oh, now wait a minute. So how does that factor in? Now this is like the campground for all the rich people and the elite people right, in America, exactly, right? Exactly, exactly. So, They're getting all the top what, leaders around the world. Why would Jesus all the top where there's no women who, women allowed in there? And who they is made they? Set, you, they set the, the the new laws that are going to be happening down in the, the future. The new laws. Okay. Well, okay. So there is going to be a future after 2012. Is that what you're saying? The world. Is going to end, but then something else. So what, what's next? What comes next? What's, okay. what's happening in 2013? All right. So then, after um, after the first uh, the end of um, in December of 2012, I traced it the uh, three and a half years ahead, which would be the Great Tribulation. And you notice with the movies that they'll be all I don't kind know of what you're talking about. Jason, you had a question that he didn't answer. Can you ask that question again? Maybe we can get an answer out of Scott. Yeah, I mean, everything you've said is, is pretty convincing so far. What, what, what do I do uh, to prepare for uh, 2012? Well, um, the, 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 what you prepare for, brother, is to believe in the, in the Son of the Father is Jesus. Because mm. what, what I believe you don't? that by the end of the year, we've seen that Benyanyahu was over here a while back for two meetings with Obama. And we've seen that the Palestinian leader was over here. What does so, any of that have to do with the world coming to an end? I just don't understand what politics has to do with the world well, coming to an end. You well, said this was I'm, predetermined, thinking, preordained. Right. I, I'm not talking. I'm talking about in the scripture, brother. Okay, of the prophecy. And what so what I, you're saying is, let me see if I've if I've understood you so far. The world's going to end in 2012. You're no, saying no, no, if I you don't accept. The hold on, Scott. Right, you you believe the world's going to end in 2012? That's what you started the, the call out with, did you not? No, I said the Mayan calendar in the 2012 trailer movie said says that. 
I think this is a good reason why uh, Nicole, uh, uh, sorry, Nicholas Cage shouldn't make movies anymore. <laughs> but I was so, wanted to say hold that. on, Scott. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now, are you saying the world is going to end or not? What is? I, I guess I'm a little still confused here. Is the world okay, ending in 2012 me, or not? Let me finish, okay? When I well, took, we don't have much time, so okay, you better finish in 30 finish. seconds. All right. When the, when I went from the first 1260 days forward, it said that it will end in 2016. Now it's for 2016. Will he just make up his mind? And I don't mean you. I mean he, the, the Jesus, or whoever it is that's behind this. But it's, if you pick it up... So, Scott, what's going to happen by 2016 if I decide that, uh, you know, Jesus isn't the only Son of God? Well, like I said, the, the main point is... is this, What's going to happen to me, Scott? What's going to happen to me? The Battle of Armageddon and Midigo... Is he not answering happen. questions? Is this like, you know, just preaching hour here tonight? Thanks, Scott, for the call. Good luck in 2012, buddy. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Proof that we will actually allow anyone to call with whatever they want. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. The phones are pretty busy, so be patient, and we will get to your calls. We've got a loaded uh, itinerary tonight here. Uh, we've got guests that we want to bring in talk to. Of course, the show is still about your calls. We've got to take your calls about anything at 800-259-9231. You can, of course, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features that you find there are completely free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you to access their websites. We give ours away, archives and more, all free for you at uh, freetalklive.com. Have you ever thought how great it would be to have a book espousing freedom on the bestseller lists? Do you gag when books chosen by Oprah's Book Club have made the major motion pictures? Freedombookclub.com invites you to participate in our summer reading event. Go to freedombookclub.com and choose your preference from the four finalists, then purchase the book of the month and new winners are announced every month freedombookclub.com making freedom a bestseller go over there and check it out they got a great plan freedombookclub.com you know we've got jason tally with us uh, from motorhomediaries.com also freeagents.net uh, as we'll be discussing here hopefully in a little bit but uh just kind of just a re uh, rec- i guess go back to that call that we were just discussing in a, a mo- few moments ago scott from wisconsin saying that uh, he believes the world's going to end and there's all these numbers involved and three and a half years this and 666 that and, and all it's just kind of all over the map. Is it just the people that call Free Talk Live or are there some religious people out there that can coherently explain whatever it is that their belief system is about the, you know, the supposed end of the world? Well, it's just some guesses. I mean, you know, they're, 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 uh, the people throughout the ages have been using uh, the prophecies to predict the end of the world, usually right, in a, a relatively world, short period of time. And but, but if the world's going to end, shouldn't you have a, an understandable way to present your message? I mean, if you want to convince people that they're going to burn in a fiery torment for the rest of their lives, and I presume that's what he was going to get to, but we didn't have enough time to pull it out of him, uh, or else, you know, you better get your act in gear by 2012 or whatever the deal is. Shouldn't you have it pretty laid out and uh, easy to understand instead of being all over the map? Is it just, are they all crazy like that? Or are they just the ones that call in this talk show? Is, is there somebody who's re- really devoutly religious out there that can really explain their belief system in, a, in a, an understandable uh, manner? I've never and, had it happen. And one that would like to uh, sign over their house to me in 2012. <laughs> They give telephones to everybody, so you know anybody can call in. Apparently, so as long as they can punch the right uh, right numbers, which are eight eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to your phone calls here, and uh, let's talk to Adam's mom. 
Adam from the Motorhome Diaries, uh, who is in the room right now. Hopefully he'll come up to the microphone, uh, and he'll have to put the headphones on in order to hear her. Uh, but to Kathy in Wisconsin, you're on Free Talk Live, and we've got Adam here from the Motorhome Diaries, who's apparently a son of yours. He is a son of mine. That is correct. I was listening to your radio live, and I wanted to hear Adam talk since he's going to be coming home. I want to hear how happy he feels about coming home. Aww. And I wanted to hear what? You're making he me is blush saying now. how happy he is, right? <laughs> well, he seems excited about coming home, but he's excited about getting back to Motorhome Diaries, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so I've listened to you guys a lot, and I never got to hear Adam talk, so this is your chance, Adam. Go ahead. Uh, thanks, Mom. Hi, Adam. Uh, I miss you, and I am so happy to be coming home soon. Very good. That was the right you, answer. Is that all? Is this just a, a family reunion call? She's trying to embarrass no, me. No, no. I, I want to say I'm a devout follower of MotorhomeDiaries.com. Excellent. Which I am, correct. As am I. I'm a subscriber on the YouTube channel. I really uh, really enjoy the work these guys are doing, and Adam has, uh, has played a real critical role in the last few weeks, from what I understand. Thank you, Kathy, for your call tonight. I think we're out of topics there, but I appreciate right. hearing from you. 800-259-9231. So, Adam, since you're, since you're here real briefly, uh, and you've been sitting in for, what, six, seven weeks or something like that yeah. on Motorhome Diaries? A little over two months. What, now, um, and you know, what's, what's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. Uh, being with uh, Jason and Pete has uh, really helped me uh, come to like logical conclusions and advance some of the ideas. And meeting these people out on the road has been uh, nothing but great. And seeing the support that we have and that the, the movement and things that are going on out there. And you're heading back to Wisconsin, um, and, and uh, Pete and Jason are going to carry on. Um, you know, what, what are your hopes? Uh, how long are you going to be gone? You, I know that you guys have that case in uh, Jack. Is it Jackson County? Uh, Jones County, Mississippi. Jones County, Mississippi, where you got uh, stopped by some very zealous police officers. Right. Uh, I don't know how solidified the schedule is, but, uh, yeah, I'll definitely be getting back on board for the Jones County the week we plan on spending down there. And uh, hopefully whenever else the things come on right now, I think it's the best opportunity for me, my family, and everybody else to uh, kind of get a third fellow traveler in here. And uh, it's a great time, and it's a ride with these guys. And I, anyone who's wants to get involved, uh, these are two great guys to get So, so are you going to be involved in the process of picking your replacement, basically? They're looking, they're looking to, uh, you know, to kind of look at some candidates, right, to be the third guy of the Motorhome Diaries, or lady uh, of the Motorhome Diaries. So are you going to be involved in that at all? Uh, absolutely. I hope that Jason and Pete may be... Uh, Get my input, but uh, pretty much comes down to them. They got to live with them. So. What are the what are the? I mean, obviously, you, what are the requirements for the third third person of the Motorhome Diaries? What kind of uh, jobs will you have to do? Well, I, I kind of go like my motto is just to do what keeps Motorhome Diaries running smooth. So uh, the utility play is, is is my specialty. It's a lot of the social networks, Facebook things, um, a lot of behind the scenes cameras, pictures, getting those uploaded and. Uh, Socializing. I mean, we can do more as three out of the meetups than uh, obviously two. It's not really about skills. It's about attitude um, and uh, the ability to, say, support yourself for uh, you know, a month or something like that. Is that uh, pretty much it? Oh, absolutely. You know, and, and a passion. You know, you just, if, if you're looking for a vacation, this, yeah. this might not be it. You've got to believe vacation. in the beliefs. So, uh, you know, you got to be willing to have long hours. I mean, to sometimes we're up uh, hashing ideas, plans, editing video, other mm -hmm. things, two, three in the morning, and it's, it's right back at it. We'll get on the road at eight. A lot easier to drive in the morning than night. So it's not a full-time job; it's a lifestyle. Absolutely. You know, so you got to have a little bit of savings it. for uh, for something like this, right? A absolutely. Uh, we are very fortunate to have uh, gas be donated to us, yep. and and that's great. We like to say that uh, don't donate just because you love liberty and freedom, because everybody should. But if you like the work we're doing, you know, yep. keep keep us moving. 
So we're fortunate. And that's to been have happening. That. People yeah, have absolutely. been stepping up, and they can do that at motorhomediaries.com. There's a little uh, banner on the side. Fill up our gas tank or something. Yeah, fill it up helps support tank. us. Now, um, it, it, when we're talking about savings here, we're not talking about a great deal of money that one would need for a month. You just essentially you have to provide your own food. Uh, absolutely, yeah. There, I mean, there's there's things. Uh, we, we love being transparent, and, and like we said, it's just gas. And but I mean, there's there's the meetups. There's out. There's food. Uh, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? A- everyday living that, you, that that is the cost of yourself. So. It, Ten, fifteen dollars a day um, is is what we're talking I, about. I think here. comfortably you can, you can go easily. A hundred dollars a week would be more than enough. Okay, so we're not talking about a huge, so, huge right, amount of money. Right, it's, right. It's, it's just a ride along for a month. You're talking about having four hundred bucks in the bank and and the ability to uh, leave your job for a month. Yeah, and, so, and I think it's well worth the cost. I mean, yeah. the, the memories, experience, just getting out there. I mean, it's one of the best things I've done in my life. I tra- right. I traveled across the United States for a hundred days in a van in 1998, and I still reference it all the time. I remember it. You know, it was, it was a pivotal point in my life, and I really enjoyed it. So if you have and that was by yourself, just kind of sightseeing. You right. didn't have a crew of people meeting up with all kinds of interesting people around the country like these guys are. It's a really amazing thing. That, that was the one thing that I would say that was wasn't so hot about my trip was that I got lonely now and yeah. then, and you won't get that way. No, you have, uh, whenever you guys end up somewhere, there are people waiting for you there, and you've got meetups all around the country. You're, as I said before, the itinerary is posted at motorhomediaries.com. You can get in touch with these guys before they come out your direction, take a look and see where they're planning on going, and then uh, shoot them an email and give them a heads up and say, you know, I'd like you to come out here. We'll gather together this many people, and we'll hang out. And people get to uh, get to know one another and uh, get to uh, get interviewed uh, you guys have been doing some great video blogging uh, you can see all of that at motorhomediaries.com and uh, you've been meeting some really interesting people and hopefully a number of them will be coming here to new hampshire right that, that is the ultimate goal you know we, we love meeting close. we, we uh, do uh, love meeting everybody that comes out and a, a lot of the hardcore ones you're talking about uh, are commonly wearing free talk live hats uh, mm-hmm. uh adam from uh fullerton carolina or, uh, California, mm-hmm. so that was great, and uh, yeah, not not just come out yourselves, but bring a friend, you know, uh, whether they're be- same beliefs or not, just uh, come out, socialize, and have a drink. Excellent. Hey, Adam, good luck uh, in your continued travels. I know you're planning on coming back to New Hampshire at some point. You joined the Free State Project not too long ago, and you're heading back to Wisconsin here shortly after uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival wraps up. I believe you said you were going to be working towards uh, building up your personal uh, savings so you can make the move out here to New Hampshire, which uh, we're very excited to have you. Excellent. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on the show. The toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. We're going to continue uh, taking your phone calls. Also, still to come, we've still got to talk to Jason from uh, the Motorhome Diaries and Free Agents, uh, and I believe we've got uh, uh, we've got um, we've got Matt here from New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense. We'll talk about the medical marijuana situation as it is uh, developing here in New Hampshire, possibly to become a reality shortly um, if the governor guy signs the bill. We'll find out what'll happen and we'll get his insights because this uh, again is a, a good process to move in the right direction, it, just in general for the whole country. The more states that move toward uh, medical marijuana legislation, the more humane of a society we'll live in. More on the way. You can bring up anything. This is the Live from Porkfest edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything if you dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We invite you to support the program by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. When you enter Amazon through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So whatever it is that you need to buy, they likely sell it in dozens of categories, including used items. Head over to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Get your shopping done and feel good because a percentage of your purchase will go 
to Free Talk Live. Our number is 800-259-9231, and we're going to continue uh, taking your calls. Jason Talley back on our third microphone here, joining us from MotorhomeDiaries.com and Free Agents. We'll talk more about Free Agents in a bit. Uh, but let's talk to you and go to Mike in Wisconsin or Mike in Washington. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Mike. Hello. Mike? Hey, you're on the air. What's on your uh, mind tonight? Yeah. Well, I'd like to talk about the militarization of police because I had an encounter the other day. Oh boy. With, with a few of my officers here in uh, the town that I live in. Well, I was out open. Well, I was open carrying my pistol. Um, Thanks to is that Dave legal Ridley. in Washington? Yeah, actually, it is. Uh, Dave okay. Ridley, seeing some of his videos, turned me on to the laws about it. So I was, uh, I was doing that, and uh, I've been doing this for almost a year now, and no problem. But I go down to Starbucks, and I just take a seat in there, uh, sipping in on, um, on an Italian soda, and I see a cop outside, so I figure, oh, great, they're probably here for me because they, they're looking around for someone. Mm-hmm. So I go outside. The one cop is actually three, and they're all armed to the teeth with their military rifles. Oh, boy. <laughs> really completely unnecessary when you think about it, because the call only would have been for one man minding his own business. Yes, he has a holstered pistol, you know, and uh, instead I got to deal with them. Thank God they didn't uh, point them at me. That would have really freaked me out, but... They came out, they were talking to me, and basically what it just turned out to be was they just wanted to uh, harass me to not open carry my pistol anymore. What did they say so, to you? We've heard this, of these tactics before. Just right. Were they just trying to intimidate you, or what, do you recall well, anything that they specifically said? Yeah, I, I remember the whole thing, but um, the, the guy, uh, he, he comes out from cover, like he's some sort of uh, tactical <laughs> god, and he comes out and talking to me, and he, he, he tells me, hey, I know what you're doing. I, I, you know, I know it's not against the law. At that point, I figured, well, the encounter should be I'm over. I'm going to you harass know? you anyway, yes. Right, exactly. And then he's like, I need you to answer me or to answer a few questions. And I'm like, okay, well. Is that well, an order or is that uh, a request? Right. Well, I asked him if I was being detained. You know, no, re- no reply. Um, mm. And they wouldn't respond to any of my questions, so I basically just chastised them for the rifles. I, was, I asked him why he needed that. He said, well, I heard someone had a gun, so I figured I'd bring a bigger one. I said, you know, don't what you think douche. that's childish? Yeah, yeah and... and uh, these are the kind of guys that you, unfortunately, that are attracted to this uh, this position. Is the kind of guy that, whoa, there's an opportunity to whip out the AR-15 and, uh-huh. and uh, you know, go find some action because writing speeding tickets all day stinks. Yeah, exactly. I'm just like, why? I mean, like, really? Like, you know that's not necessary. I mean, so then then he basically, he, he asked me for a name, and I, I, I wish I'd known the law a little better. We don't actually have a stop and identify law. I could have just told him to, you know, blow off. But uh, I, uh, I just answered the name, uh, my name and birth date, and uh, saw him on his way, oh, but then he proceeded to lecture me. Well... Yeah, I mean, but uh, he didn't actually, he, I didn't show him my ID. I told him, I, you know, I didn't know if I had it. So he, he just dropped it then. But, um, well, yeah, they'll push so, and they'll I mean, push and they'll push. You know, they want to get as much yep. as they can possibly get from you. And it, it's right. my understanding and, that, that when, uh, when a police officer comes up to you on the street and starts asking you questions, that, and were you just on the street or were you driving at the time? I missed that point. Oh, no, I'm, uh, no, I was just walking down the street. Right. 
When a police officer so, comes up to you on the street and starts asking questions, it's called a contact. And it's just basically, uh, you know, unless they're actually in the process of arresting you for a crime you've committed, and if they're just asking questions, they're contacting you, they're attempting to gather information so they hopefully can arrest you for something. Uh, that's, of course, their job. That's what they do. And so when the cops ask you questions on the street, it's my understanding that you've no obligation to answer any of them, any at all. Right. Like, well, the only thing is is that um, well, I remember hearing from some of the New Hampshire, New Hampshire videos that I was watching was that in New Hampshire you actually have a stop and identify law, so you're required to give a bare minimum of information. Well, I don't think I'm required to do anything because I've never agreed to that law. Right. So I'm exactly. not sure how I'd be required. Well, I also I was having to sign for an apartment that day, and I didn't, I I really didn't want to miss out on it. But, sure, um, I totally understand. I mean, there's a time to to make a stand, and there's a time not to. And I, you know, right. it, it's uh, if you're all alone and you don't have anybody to back you up, as it didn't sound like you did, uh, I would say it's easier to keep your head down. I don't blame you for it at all. Well, I just answered the basic question of name. So, and then he asked me if I had a concealed permit, which I do. I told him I don't need it for open carry. So, I mean, from his information he got, he, like, he really needed to know. So, but uh, after after that point, though, they started to lecture me on how I shouldn't open carry, I shouldn't even carry a pistol because I'm not a police officer. You know, I'm not trained. And I, I told him, well, I guarantee you I know your rifle better than you do. What they don't understand is 9mm works a heck of a lot better than 911 in taking care of crime that's being perpetrated yeah. against you at this time. Right, and, and I just want to thank Actually, you for, like, uh, for uh, like, protecting yourself. It's your responsibility to protect yourself. You can't depend on the police department. They're good at like, drawing chalk outlines around your dead body <laughs> and then filing the report. They, they are not going to protect you. Right, exactly. I mean, if, I, if I'm not carrying my pistol, then, I mean, more than likely, you know, it's just going to be my dead body. I mean, 911 doesn't do anything. But I know my pistol definitely prevents crime because I've already seen, you know, people who are looking thuggish, like, look like they're out for no good. They see me, they see the gun, they're like, oh, and then they move on. They walk the other way. Oh. Right, well, exactly. good job I on mean, that. How long did they try to lecture you for at that point? I mean, did you uh, did you try saying something like, "Well, if you're not going to answer me if I'm not being detained, then I'm going to presume I'm not. I'm just going to be on my way. Good day, gentlemen. You know, and well, just kind of walk right. off." Well, well, after I had uh, answered the basic question of my name and whatnot, um, then I was just I was just going to head on my way, and they started to lecture me. So I just I told them, "You know what? I'm not listening to you. Um, you're not making any sense." You're you're, uh, you're just trying to threaten me, and and at that point he's like, okay, we're not going to get anywhere with this guy, and he he proceeds as he's walking away. He tells me he's like, hey, I don't want to have to come back here and do this again, you know. Basically, <laughs> stop responding. Like right, and it's... right, exactly. So I, I just I told him, you know what, I'm not going to stop doing this. You guys can just keep coming. So <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> but I mean, honestly yeah, though, I mean, the, the militarization of police, like having those rifles, is just unnecessary. Well, it's like you said, their guns are bigger than yours, and that's the attitude they have. And so uh, I'm sure you're not going to be able to persuade them to put those guns down. They're going to just keep doing what they're doing. But good for you for doing what you're doing and uh, in open carrying and not being apologetic about it and not bowing down to them. Uh, you gave them a little bit of information, but like you said, you had somewhere to be. And if, you, if you're completely non-cooperative, you see what happens. Our friend Sam spent 58 days in jail for that, so you never know what they're going to do to you. These are scary men. Uh, they are willing to put you in a cage if you uh, do 
something they don't like, and they're trying to convince you to, to stop carrying your guns so they don't have to do as much work. I mean, that's really all it is, right? They, it's their town, and they're in charge, and they don't want you toting around weapons. That's their job, uh, and they certainly don't want to have to actually... You know, leave the, uh, the the air conditioned comfort of their car with their donuts, so they can uh, so they can actually have to to uh, to investigate because they're going to claim that it's an obligation. They're going to claim that if they get a report, that they have an obligation to follow up on it. Which right, is exactly. Not right. Uh, well, if there if there was a, a report of somebody doing something else that was legal, which open carry is legal in Washington, so you say. Yeah. Uh, well, it, he didn't it, get arrested. Right. So. Uh, it, it's you know, tell the person on the phone, it's legal to open carry in Washington. Stop bothering us yeah. with legal stuff. Hey, great call tonight, Mike. I uh, hope that uh, you're considering a move out here to New Hampshire where you're going to have, where you could have a whole mess of people walking down the street with you, uh, open carrying. Uh, and also, if you aren't coming out here, I highly suggest you arm up with a video camera, get yourself uh, some sort of smartphone with quick.com access to where you could uh, broadcast a situation like that. Because if they are going to mess with you again, it's time for you to step it up and you to have uh, something to defend yourself with that, of course, is a completely peaceful, nonviolent defense. That is a video camera, as uh, Judge Napolitano said recently on the program, that uh, the camera is the new gun. And for activists, I believe it's the most powerful tool that we have in, in our arsenal. So I want to thank you for doing what you did. And, uh, Mike, thank you for the call tonight. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the kind of courage, though, that it's going to take. I mean, whether it's here in New Hampshire or whether it's in Washington or uh, across the world, it, it takes that level of uh, fortitude to be able to just stand your ground and maybe give, you know, give a little bit, but even just standing your ground on a few things, if a bunch of people were to do that, it would completely neuter the state's uh, control over people. The guy was doing something completely legal, and he, he had every right to just you know, walk away if he felt like it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to uh, come back with more. Hour number two is on the way. We've got a lot of interesting people still to talk to here, also on the phones. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. We're going to come back talk uh, with Jason Talley about Free Agents, the new blog-slash-social networking site. We'll get more details on that on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And tonight it's Ian with you, as always. And Mark. And joining us on the third microphone, we have Jason Talley from MotorhomeDiaries.com, also free agents. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a moment. I want to tell you briefly about what's happening at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We managed to get through the whole first hour. So many phone calls, so many guests. We didn't really have a chance to talk about what we are doing here at Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. The scenery is awe-inspiring. You can't see mountain vistas like this unless you go to Tibet. It's amazing what I'm seeing here. Yeah, and unfortunately, we've got a few pieces of wall in between us right now and the, the full view, but if you stand outside... I spent most of my day outside. Absolutely amazing. I mean, the, the trip, I think, would be worth it almost just to see the scenery, but, you know, to bonus you, you get hundreds of like-minded, liberty-loving people to hang around with and enjoy the scenery and uh, the company, and it's a great let time. Me, let me tell you about those hundreds real quick, if I could. Um, okay. Uh, the registrations at this point, the, the people have shown up, it's twice as big as last year. Whoa. And if we make it to 700 and 600 looks like a very attainable goal. Maybe, maybe 700 on Saturday, but you know, by Saturday. Yeah. Then Total we'll cumulative for the whole weekend. Correct. Yeah. Um, at Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Right. Um, then we will have reached 
three times what was at the uh, previous. The last one? The last one. That's incredible, considering that... Uh, so says the, uh, the, the coordinator. Right. Well, one of the big concerns about this, and we've been to the last uh, few of these. This is our third year coming to the mm-hmm. Fest. And this is the first time we've been to one at the Rogers Campground, which is in the northern part of the state. This is the the least populated area of New Hampshire, and a lot of people were concerned that when they moved it to this campground, that there would be a, a drop in the uh, the amount of uh, people that came because well, it takes longer to get from the airport to here, and uh, and there would be a, they were figuring there'd be a lot of excuses, but it turns out that it's an unfortunate misconception. There are a hell of a lot more people here this time, and I think it's a great thing because everybody's so, in such close proximity. The old place that we were at. You had to walk really, really far yeah. if you wanted to get to where the, real the campfire was or where the, the party tent was. Right here, you're walking a few hundred feet, and uh, you're where you need to be. Just just outside of the building we're at, there are bands that are playing. Uh, there's a, kind of a party atmosphere down there. Jason Osborne from SACL CAI, Free Talk Alive's prime sponsor, has brought free, uh, free beer out for people to drink. He's supposed to be up here later on with some uh, some alcohol for our Free Talk Live amplifiers. I don't know when he's going to show up for that, but uh, I'm sure he will. We'll call him if not and get him on the ball. But uh, th- it's been a, it's been a great time so far. There's been so much happening. We just got here yesterday, and uh, some of the things that uh, that have been going on today uh, have included just to kind of give you an, a, a taste of uh, some of the official activities happening here. There are, of course, cookouts and things like that. Uh, so Representative Dan Itz, uh, who was the guy behind the the states' rights, uh, kind of secessiony sounding legislation mm-hmm. that suggested that if the federal government were to continue doing what it's doing, that New Hampshire might just withdraw itself from the union. He was kind of giving a presentation on, on states' rights. Also, Allison Gibbs was here from the Campaign for Liberty, incredibly popular group that was formed out of the Ron Paul campaign. Uh, she was here talking to, uh, to people today. They had a road rally, which sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah, I it was a trick, it was, not, not trick, it was a hunting around, what do they call it, scavenger hunt. Yeah, I guess that's what a road rally is. You're, you're, you know, you're given a list of clues and you have to go and find things in certain places. And, and apparently what they did was they, uh, they had teams of four. So two people that were considering moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project would team up with two people who had already moved to New Hampshire. And they'd have to go around and find what they found. I, I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody who's gone on it. Maybe they're still doing it. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but it looked like it was a, a good time. And, it, and what a neat way to get people to know one another and to, uh, to you know, kind of force the issue of uh, people getting to understand what it's like to be here from people who've actually made the move. So newbies meeting up with people that have, uh, have made the move and going out and spending a few hours in the car together. It's a pretty cool idea. So that was happening today. Uh, there was a group hike this morning, and I think that's been going on kind of like every single day. What else is that's been New happening? New Hampshire. Uh, there are hikes aplenty. Yep, no doubt about that. Uh, of course, there's the music going on right now. There was a cook-off, a little uh, cooking competition earlier. Uh, we were, unfortunately, we had to miss that because we had dinner with uh, the Motorhome Diaries guys. Not that it was unfortunate to have dinner with Motorhome Diaries, but we missed the cook-off uh, as a result of that. So there's, it's, again, the, the, one of the problems, and it's a good problem to have with this Liberty community up here in New Hampshire, is... There's so much to do. Right. This is kind of a microcosm of what uh, is happening on a statewide level. There's so much happening. You really have to be choosy. And sometimes it's kind of a bummer that you don't get to do everything because you can only be in one place at one time. But luckily, there are hundreds of people here. So cumulatively, there's a lot going on and everybody's having fun with one another. Uh, Jason Talley is with us here from MotorhomeDiaries.com. Free agents is also something I want to talk about. We talked with uh, Pete Pete Ayer, your partner in Motorhome Diaries. But you guys have uh, not only partnered in Motorhome Diaries, which is an amazing outreach thing that you're doing, you've also uh, started up your own social networking website, 
to replace a uh, website that uh, at one, one time was fairly prominent and fairly popular, but went off the deep end into uh, the world of statism. And so you guys have stepped up and you've launched your own competing site, and I fully support it uh, here on, on the air of Free Talk Live. The website is freeagents.net, except you can't spell it right. You have to do FR33, so you have to be elite in order to actually get to the site. And who isn't? FR33agents.net. That'll take you to the social networking site. And then there's also a blog site with multiple bloggers, kind of uh, like freekeen.com has multiple bloggers, uh, fr uh, freeagents.com, except threes instead of e's. So fr33agents.com is the blog site. And Jason, can you just kind of give me a little bit of vision for what it is you, you intend to do with this website or these two websites? Yeah, well, uh, it's not a Jason thing or, or a Pete thing. Uh, what, what happened with Bureaucrash is... Freaking's uh, not an Ian thing either, but somebody has to own the domain name. So yeah, you're uh, talking to us. I, I used to uh, own the domain name, and I donated it to these guys. I'm just uh, like one of many that is uh, working really hard to get this thing off the ground. And the cool thing about Bureaucrash is it brought all of us um, together, the, the, when I say us, I mean some people that are just uh, unapologetic about like loving freedom and uh, and wanting to spread that and, and share that with other people. And so, like uh, at, at uh, the Freedom Festival, we have like Zach Fix and Dan Patrick who are here that are very active with the uh, free agents also. But uh, basically, what we want to do is um, have a social network site so that we can get together and uh, collaborate uh, to spread the message of freedom, whether it's in the real world or online. And so there there is a, a, a .com site, fr33agents.com. Uh, where we have uh, you know news and views about like activism, what our members are up to, um, threats to liberty, and uh, there's one every hour it seems. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's already a vibrant community. It's it's only like uh, two three weeks old. I've added it to my aggregator. It's a good blog so far. Yeah, I, I'm so impressed um, with the the content that we're already uh, generating. And so uh, the the bureaucrat model was you know there's one guy on top who was uh, you know paid and um, by a um, a think tank in Washington D.C. Uh, and they would receive like a lot of uh, corporate money, and th so that would kind of determine what um, what they would work on. Um, Bureaucrash was always, um, you know, was able to set its own agenda based on what the members thought was important, and uh, and that's why, you know, when I worked there, I thought that was a great part of the job. But then it moved in a different direction once um, you know, the, the principal leadership of Pierre, um, once he did Motorhome Diaries full time uh, as, instead of Bureaucrash. So, I mean. Your audience probably knows about the Lee Doran saga, so we don't have to discuss oh, that yeah. here. But th there's a better model out there, which is it's decentralized. Uh, people that are active are the owners. Uh, the community owns this. Uh, mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I just encourage you to get active, and uh, let's build this thing from the ground up. Awesome. So fr33agents.net, people should, uh, if they haven't been yet, head on over. It's open for business. Uh, of course, it doesn't cost you anything to get registered. You get signed up. You create your user account. Uh, you start looking around. There are groups that you can get involved in. You can be a fan of the Free State Project, and you can join that group, or, uh, or Motorhome Diaries, or Free Talk Live. And so there are other people that are interested in those things. They're all members of those subgroups. And, of course, there's, uh, I think there's, is there a chat room on there? There's a chat room. If you go on the bottom right of the website, you can okay. click on on that and see all the, uh, the the live members there. And so you can chat with whoever else is logged in at that time, right. forums, uh, and then of course there's the blogs over at fr33agents.com. So I think it's an exciting start. You guys already have a good crew behind the scenes that have really been setting things up. It's uh, The ball's just getting rolling, so hop on in over there at fr33agents.net and sign yourself up for an account. Uh, it's a great place to be and I think it's a good idea to bring liberty-minded people together. If we can't get them all here in New Hampshire, and I know we won't be able to get them all here, uh, get them all together online because bringing these minds together helps generate new ideas. 
Uh, when you've got, when you're all by yourself, you can only innovate so much. But when you're together with other people, whether it's in real life or or on an internet forum, you can throw out these ideas and bounce them off one another and use those ideas to create new ideas and and then get out there and implement them. Hopefully. Uh, so, uh, Jason, is there anything else that we missed that we should cover here with, uh, about free agents? Yeah, I mean, I, I would concur with that it's just all about the people that you can work with, um, you know, online to uh, let's, let's spread the ideas of freedom. Thank you so much for everything that you guys do or are doing at MotorhomeDiaries.com and FR33Agents.net. Thank you, Jason, for coming on the show tonight. We're going to talk to uh, your calls about anything here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We are live on location. The 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival Friday nights. Uh, we're going to be here also broadcasting live tomorrow night. Uh, for a live Saturday show, so be sure you join us then and online at freetalklive.com, where we've got a lot of features for you. We give them all away, including archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you just click and download. They go back for an entire year on the front page of the site at freetalklive.com. Join more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. You can incorporate your business, create a will or a living trust, even register a trademark. It's empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. It's LegalZoom.com. You can use code FTL to save $10 off your order. LegalZoom.com. It's fast and easy. I've done it myself. Great. We're going to continue. Uh, we're going to talk to Matt Simon in a moment from New Hampshire Co uh, Coalition for Common Sense. But I want to uh, get to a couple of these callers. They've been waiting patiently. The show is about your calls. Let's talk to Eric in Maine. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, Hello. guys. I just, hey. uh, I'm, I live across the border in Maine. I'm about an hour away, so I thought I yes, sir. might make a day trip out of going to Porkfest tomorrow. Oh, cool. But, Perfect opportunity. Yeah, but my question is, like, for people who... Don't know anybody in the in the movement. Is there a, like a welcome wagon or something like that there? You know, uh, there is a registration desk, and they'll, uh, yeah. they'll point you out to the different activities. And at the activities, people are extraordinarily gregarious, mostly because a, a vast majority of them around are from other places throughout the United States where there are no libertarians. And these people are it's like they're coming up for air for the first time. Well, so I and think there, there's also alcohol, so that kind of helps yeah, uh, lubricate <laughs> things a little bit. Is that a BYOB kind of thing? Uh, it's it's a good idea to br a BYOB. It, it um, doesn't hurt, but uh, Jason Osborne is a pretty reliable uh, provider of uh, the occasional <laughs> free free beer, or free alcohol. But uh, there's you know there's a Shaw's down the street, so if you need to go and pick up something, it's it's no problem. Uh, but it's a great opportunity to come out and and uh, if you are you know if you're a little introverted, it can be you know it can be kind of difficult. Uh, but it, you make a point of just going up to people and uh, and introducing yourself and uh, starting some conversations. And before you know it, you'll uh, you'll find some people that you really get along with pretty well. And then uh, next year when you come back, you'll already know some people when you get here. No, that sounds good. That does. So uh, the other for thing, yes. yeah, I had a quick thing on. You all have been talking about secession or independence and. Things like that, and uh, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. I, I totally support that kind of thing. But I run into a lot of people who, you know, aren't on board, and uh, a lot of the arguments I hear are things like, you know, what would we do without all the stuff that the federal government provides? And this, the fact yeah, is, I'm not sure what it is that they provide. What are what services are they bringing up to you? Well, like you know, interstates and. <laughs> um, military and stuff like that. And there's yeah, well, a, it's it's, it's pretty obvious that the states couldn't um, make their roads connect at their borders, and they they weren't doing that for you know decades before that. Bring up the Soviet Union. Uh, I mean, they had a breakup in the the late 1980s. Are are they still able to get from one Soviet former state to another former Soviet state? It seems like they probably are. And uh, 
you know, life is uh, is a, lot, a little bit better for uh, some of those people over there. In fact, in places like Estonia, things are significantly better uh, than they used to be. And no, they're not really having, most of them aren't having uh, military issues, except for I think Russia is kind of threatening with their military to some of their uh, some of their neighbors. But nonetheless, uh, clearly the, the idea of having a centralized huge national military is not necessary to effectively defend a smaller uh, plot of land. Yeah, and I, I agree with all that, but the, the uh, thing I, I brought up is that, you know, the federal government has, like, quote-unquote assets in every state, and I'm assuming that when a state declared independence that they would, you know, a lot of those assets would go, you know, with the state. So a lot of that bureaucracy and would would stay there. You know, a lot I of don't the... know. You know, that's a good question, and I don't know how well thought out that has been uh, in this movement. I know that the, the the idea of independence or secession has been on the table for a good uh, amount of time, but only in recent days. You know, within the last six to twelve months, it's really kind of hit the mainstream as far as a discussion topic is concerned. I don't really know if people have gotten too far into thinking about, well, gosh, how do you deal with a military base that's uh, that's within the geographical region that is is plotting to, uh, to declare independence? I know that uh, you don't do what South Carolina did Shoot in it. 1861 and, and fire the, and fire yeah. shots on it. No, no, I, I, and the. Um... I just have a feeling that a lot of this stuff, the the independence road is probably a longer road than people really think about when they when they think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I, these these all these bureaucrats and all the military personnel and all these people would still be here and they would still be, you know, entrenched in those jobs. Yeah, that's problematic. You're absolutely right, and uh, I would love to hear some ideas as to what could be done to uh, to deal with that. I, I'm I'm certainly open to hearing it because I haven't been able to think of anything significant. And one thing's for sure, those bureaucrats are going to fight to the you know the bitter end to uh, to keep their jobs. And you know sure. if they want to keep working for the federal government. That's that's fine. Uh, at least if we declare independence, we don't have to pay for their paychecks anymore. So let them stay in the in the area and keep doing their federal government jobs. Just uh, and spend money in the community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I, and, and I think that you know other than that, life life probably wouldn't change all that much. Other than you know. The, Except you'd be wealthier. You, yeah. You'd have more uh, personal wealth. You'd be able to uh, buy more of the things that you want to buy and uh, do the things you want to do because the federal government wouldn't be sucking your Life's, uh, life's work away from you. Thanks for the call tonight, yeah, Eric. Exactly. I look forward to seeing yeah. you up here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival uh, tomorrow as you're going to be coming out here. It's still not too late. If you're up in the New England area this weekend, make a point of coming up to Lancaster, New Hampshire. The directions, uh, details, Rogers Campground, uh, all the details are at porkfest.com. That's pork with a C, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Uh, let's go to Matt Simon, who's sitting here with us, and we may hold you through uh, for another segment if things keep getting interesting here, as they've been all night long. Uh, Matt Simon from the New Hampshire uh, for New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense. We've had you on the show a number of times in the past. Always good to have you. Welcome back to Free Talk Live. Thanks, guys. Pleasure to be here. So, so we, we, recently, New Hampshire has what, what become the 14th state to have uh, legalized medical marijuana? Not quite. Hasn't happened yet. There are three branches of government, okay. and uh, it's through the legislature. Actually, it passed in one form uh, earlier, and then the governor stepped in and said, I'll veto this if it comes to my office in this form. And he's pretty much vetoed nothing up to this point. Is that correct? Yeah, he, he almost, I didn't even know he could pronounce the word veto. <laughs> yes, 
Okay. It's not something that comes out of his mouth very often. And but keeping medicine out of the hands of sick, sick people, he's apparently in favor of And that. this is the Democrat but government. Governor. Governor. Excuse me. Yeah. He does have a D next to his name, although yeah. people have been lately questioning that somewhat. Sure. Uh, it's... Um, Something that 90% of his party agrees with. And, this wasn't and, the most radical medical marijuana bill uh, when it first went to his desk, was it? It was pretty modest to begin with. It, yeah. it allowed patients to grow up to six plants for themselves. It was, the, it was very tight. It was hard for anybody to designate a caregiver to grow for them. It had to be a family member or a healthcare mm. professional. So it would have already been tighter than other bills. But, you know, we were in a position where it was get angry, take our marbles, and go home, or for the dozens of patients that I've met with over the last six months or a year to find a way to go along with this and try to get something for them so they get cards that protect them from arrest and that we can get something out of this. And when we made that decision, yeah. it really went well from there. And this bill that has passed the House and Senate this week, Wednesday, it, it passed and is going to the governor's desk. And I, I really am confident that it is going to make things a lot better, and like you said earlier, Ian, a more humane society. Right, and when you talk about the war on drugs and, and you talk about the battlefield wounded, those really are the people that need medical marijuana as medicine to treat whatever illness it is. I, I know the list is long, that it, it's, it's helpful for Can you give us, give us some ideas? Well, marijuana is, I mean, certainly for the treatments for cancer, chemotherapy and things like that, hepatitis C treatments, it relieves those patients' nausea, but also severe pain patients who are taking Oxycontin, Percocet, morphine, and all these other things. There have been some amazing stories. I'm going to bring you back here in a moment. Uh, we'll continue this discussion. I want to talk about how the bill has been changed. And one of my big concerns uh, about it, and uh, hopefully you can help me uh, understand or address how it's going to work. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live, and we are extra live tonight from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival, brought to you by the Free State Project in Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. We've been here since uh, yesterday afternoon, and we'll be here all the way through sometime Sunday. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's still a lot to come here. We, uh, we'll touch on what's coming up tomorrow, because I know there's still a number of people that are coming out just for kind of a one-day affair, and it's relatively affordable to come up here to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's a great time, and there are great people to be around hundreds of like-minded liberty loving people all hanging out together i think there are people playing cards over there there's gonna be more gambling going on later tonight uh, of course all kinds of libating already happening and lots of interesting guests here to talk to on Free Talk Live. Also taking your calls at 1-800-259-9231. We're going to go back to the phones, but just want to continue the interview here with Matt Simon from the New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense. Now, Matt, you are a Free State Project mover. Is that correct? That's true. I've been here a little over three years. And you're one of the more active people kind of in the, uh, the political side of things, really getting it done uh, when it comes to, uh, getting up to you know, going up to Concord and lobbying these state legislators to, to move forward in a, in a more peaceful direction as far as marijuana reform is, is concerned. And just this year, you've finally broken out and managed to get a, a piece of legislation to actually have some success uh, here in New Hampshire, the medical marijuana provisions. It hit the governor's desk a few weeks back. He sent it back and said, this isn't, uh, this is uh, not good enough. Water it down. And uh, so you guys watered it down. And now it's back on his desk. The Senate and the House just passed it again this week. It's now back on his desk. If he signs it, New Hampshire will be, you said, the 14th state uh, to have medical marijuana provisions? That's right. And this is through the legislative process instead of through uh, some sort of ballot initiative process, which is how it has happened in many, many other places. Right. But what did they change? What is the new structure? What, uh, if the governor signs this, what will be put in place? Yeah, and I just want to correct you. We didn't change it or water it down. It was the oh, legislature really? that chose to do that. 
that. Oh, we're, I see. We're, we advocated for the bill, and gotcha. we, we could make suggestions, but we were in a position to rewrite the bill ourselves. Understood. The bill belonged to the legislature, and what they decided to do was look. Uh, the governor's main concern was that distribution, he thought, should be tightly controlled. Obviously, we believe that people should be allowed to of take care they, of themselves. Of course, the governor right. would say something like right. that. Of course, right. the distribution should be tightly controlled because we don't want people to be able to get a hold of marijuana. Right. I mean, it's not like it's not like New Hampshire's not the marijuana smokingest state. Actually, in the I believe it is. It is. Yes. It's one of the certainly higher proportions, but yeah. you know. And, and of course, we, so we must control the distribution of marijuana because God knows what could happen. But again, we're only talking about a bill that would affect maybe 150, 200 people tops probably in the right. state. So it's trying to get the most seriously ill people in the state protection from arrest, so they don't have to live in fear of their own government, so that they are free to talk to their doctors and ask if marijuana might be the best thing for them. And it's just a, a way to get the conversation started, and you know. People in high school or college have access to marijuana, but oh, yeah. gets, uh, uh, you know, if you get diagnosed with some crazy illness in your 50s or 60s and you've never even smelled the stuff, where do you turn? And these are the kind of people that call me, so that's what they're, sure. they're who I'm fighting for here. Well, so um, it, the new bill then provides that uh, medical marijuana patients can go to the local government-owned government uh, high school and get med the, med the marijuana <laughs> that they need? Absolutely not. Um, what they're concerned about... Well, I mean, that's, that's probably the best distribution center in the, uh, the, uh, around. No, the concern is that patients or, or caregivers would cultivate marijuana and that would be diverted to the black market. So what the governor asked was for a tightly crafted distribution model, and fortunately for us, hoping to get something passed, uh, Rhode Island and New Mexico this year have both taken steps toward that. New Mexico licensed Similar idea. A first, the first, uh, and they're not government-owned, they're non-profit compassion centers that will be licensed. Didn't by Canada state. try that? Uh, Canada tried to, uh, to grow their own marijuana. It turned out to be just ditch weed, and all the patients were very upset about it. I believe so, and also yeah. the United States grows its own marijuana and gives it to still three federal medical marijuana patients mm. exist and receive Tens of marijuana cigarettes from, yeah, it's grown in, at the University of Mississippi by the National Institute you didn't for know Drug Use. I did not. Yeah, yeah, there was, what, seven people that originally got the prescriptions before the, uh, Bill Clinton ended the program uh, in the 90s? George H.W. Bush ended the program. Oh, okay. Uh, it was when the HIV uh, panic was, was having California was becoming so clear that people were benefiting with AIDS wasting disorder who were able to restore their appetites and, and you know, survive their treatments and that sort of thing. And... Uh, a whole bunch of AIDS patients wanted added, so he just closed the program with 12 people receiving, and now it's three people who still receive joints and attend uh, actually eight ounces of marijuana a month they get so from the federal government. Back to the New Hampshire plan. Uh, you're saying there will be distribution centers, nonprofits will be running them. Who, who will decide and on what criteria who is allowed to be the nonprofits doing that? Right. It's going to be the Department of Health and Human Services that's going to review applications and you can apply for an application. I think it's, uh, I forget what the fees are off the top of my head. It's Friday nights. And they're going to have a very yeah. limited amount, are they not? Uh, like three for the whole state? So does that mean right. that uh, people that that's, are crippled are going to have to go driving, uh, you know, for several miles? That's our biggest concern with it was, you know, if, if, you're, if people aren't going to be allowed to grow their own, then okay, where are they going to be able to get it? There are ten drugstores in every town. You're going to have three compassion centers in the entire state. So what it sounds like. Yes, yeah. it, they made it a lot easier for a patient to designate a caregiver Caregiver isn't allowed to grow, but the caregiver is allowed to drive to the compassion center, pick up the to, marijuana. To be a courier, basically, for exactly. them. Now, all right, here's my big concern. Sure. We know that uh, the federal government has made a habit of continuing to raid the California dispensaries. And the, the, even though the Obama, the, uh, the Obama administration has said they were going to stop that, I don't believe it has stopped. 
maybe I haven't been paying close attention in recent weeks, but they had said they were going to stop it, and it didn't stop, and then they said they were going to stop it again, and I don't know where it is right Here's now. Here's what they said very specifically. They said that any state, okay, that as long as people in states with medical marijuana laws are operating within state law, that they will not do anything about it. So they found so a bunch of state laws they've broken to go If they have raided them. dispensaries in California since then, which they have, plausibly yes. they can say that they were violating state law. Well, sure, and how hard is that? the state wasn't regulating it. And, of course, California at the state level doesn't regulate its dispensaries at all. They're not licensed with the state. But That's if they're the violating difference. just one state law, the feds can come in and, uh, and raid them? I mean, who isn't violating I, a state law? Well, the DEA operates, you know... I. I don't. I don't know how the DEA operates. I know that they some come of those in and they steal. I don't things. even know if uh, you know it was. It was under the previous the Bush administration's nominee was still running the DEA mm -hmm. when a lot of those raids were happening. And I don't. I don't know. But my Obama concern made is going to happen promise here. Pretty clear, and that's what made New Mexico take the step that it took, which was to license its first compassion center. But they did that so, in March. So that has happened. They, the doors are open. The and doors are not serving? open, but not they have yet. licensed one, and the doors are set to open. This is my concern, and I think it's a legitimate concern that now that uh, New Hampshire is going to have these central distribution locations, instead of having mm -hmm. a decentralized situation where each patient or caregiver can grow right. their own plants, where that's completely off the radar. There are three well-known locations for the DEA to just go in and do what they do out in California, come in uh, with their guns pointing, uh, pointing at uh, peaceful people, steal their cash, steal their marijuana, and walk out the door without even arresting anybody. So I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to start seeing that happen here in New Hampshire, and that's kind of frightening yeah. to me. I'm not concerned about that because, well, certainly not under the Obama administration. If we re-elected re George Bush again, you know, So you don't think so? You be. think it's but over? You think the no, days I, of the well, California these are, raids? Well, these are going to be state-licensed, state-regulated non profits. Uh, Isn't be that no how it is in California? No, absolutely not. No? The state government okay. in California does not license or regulate the dispensaries. It's all mm. done at the county level. And, you know, it's totally, it's different in each county. I don't know the system right. very well, but this is happening in New Mexico and Rhode Island. It's state licensed, it's state regulated, and if the feds came in, that would be a direct violation of the clear stated, clearly stated policy of this administration. And I don't think there's well, any risk of that. It would be just another reason to declare independence if the feds did decide to go and do something like that. I hope you're right. I hope that we don't see more uh, violence in that way because it's the most horrific thing uh, to, to me, one of the most horrific things. We'd have to, to have a revolution if that happened. Well, I prefer evolution. I don't want to go back around to the beginning. Because I do, too. Got us. I do, too. But I don't <laughs> think the DEA would make the stupid political state of invading our, our state. But, you know, it's also important that the legislature and the governor pass this bill, whereas the people of California passed that by ballot initiative, mm. and nobody in the state government really wanted it. Okay. Right. And, and, of course, the government knows the people are too stupid to rule right. themselves, even the Constitution says something about By going through the process the, the way we did, we really convinced the legislature, we convinced the public, and really there's not a lot of opposition to it left in the state except the attorney general and so, the chiefs of police. Let's say this moves forward. Let's say the governor passes it, and uh, New Hampshire gets medical marijuana. What's next? What's New Hampshire uh, Coalition for Common Sense? going to focus on at that point? Well, I'm going to take a little vacation and mm -hmm. catch up on sleep and think about it. How about well that? needed. Okay. We need to know whether we're going to win or not on this, and it's still very much up in the air. So we want people to call the governor's office, 271-2121. Tell them what you think. Thank you, Matt Simon, for doing everything you've done uh, for medical marijuana here in New Hampshire. It's, uh, it's been a tough road, and uh, finally, hopefully, you'll get what you've been working so hard uh, to do here. And I think that uh, if this governor has any sense in his head, if he wants to get reelected, uh, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't, then he should go ahead and pass this. We'll find out in good time. Thanks for coming on the show tonight. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. That's Simon from New Hampshire Coalition for Common Sense. We'll take your calls coming up at about anything. It's Free Talk Live. 
are really live at the Porcupine Freedom Festival in front of an audience of, oh, I don't know, 70, 60, 50. A lot of people are here. I, I'm not so good at estimating crowd sizes, but this is a fairly large room that we are broadcasting from at Rogers Campground, and it's about half full, I would say. People are having yep. a good time, enjoying one another's company, uh, socializing, playing card games, and I know there's going to be a lot of board games probably being played tomorrow. A whole list of things that is happening tomorrow. Good reasons to come up here to the Lancaster, uh, to Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. Uh, they've got, let's see, just to look at what's happening tomorrow. Shooting sharply. Uh, if you're an expert shooter or newbie, you can join expert gunman Pete Herrick and others. Uh, just 15 miles here from Rogers at the Dalton Shooting Range. They're going to be uh, doing a little bit of uh, shooting technique classes uh, happening tomorrow, so that should be fun. Uh, 10 a.m. to noon, you'll uh, you'll be able to get together with the Alliance for the Libertarian Left and our Alliance of the Libertarian Left talking about agorism. In fact, uh, Nick from the Alliance will be talking with us here in a few moments. We'll talk more about that at that time. 21st Century Preparedness, uh, seven practical tips for disaster readiness. Uh, that's happening tomorrow. Also, uh, if you're feeling stressed, you can get yourself a Swedish deep tissue massage. Plus, of course, uh, the requisite cookouts and such happening throughout the day. Uh, tattoos being uh, administered by expert tattooists. If you want an illegal tattoo, they are available here, and I don't believe they've been rated yet, so that's good news, too. Uh, we've made the move panel tomorrow afternoon. Get together with people who have. Uh, made the move to New Hampshire and get their experiences. Uh, learn about what happened to them. Maybe, uh, maybe you'll, you know, uh, maybe you'll hear from some families. Maybe you'll hear from some single people. I don't know who they've got on the panel this year, but it's always a good one. Uh, plus, uh, there, there are things for kids to do here. We're at a campground. There's, a, you know, there's a playground. There's a swimming pool. There's a water slide. There's a water slide race happening actually tomorrow afternoon. That. You want to talk about fun? Uh, also, Motorhome Diaries. We had Pete and Jason on the show tonight, and Adam from the Motorhome Diaries. Well, tomorrow from uh, two to four. In the afternoon, they've got their own panel discussion where they'll go. I think they're going to show some of their videos that they put together, and they'll be taking questions and and talking about the Motorhome Diaries. Uh, also, off the grid, on the path, uh, talking about uh, sustainable gardening, livestock practices, things like that. Uh, plus, lots of board games. There's like a whole four-hour block where people are just going to be having fun playing various different board games. The Porcupine Olympics, something for kids uh, going on tomorrow as well. Mini golf. Uh, and then there's another panel where people who have run for office here in New Hampshire, free staters who've run for office and actually won, will be talking about their whole experience. Uh, oh, well, we should hear from the ones that have lost, too. A Dance Dance Revolution uh, contest for the kids. That's, That's going to be, be fun. happening tomorrow. Uh, there, there's just so much happening. There's even a silent auction going Going on and of course free talk live broadcasting live and then our competition tomorrow night mark uh, something that's going on we at the same time as free talk live will be the soapbox idol and our friend Gardner Goldsmith who has been lurking around here uh, there he is he's going to be one of the judges on the soapbox idol uh, tomorrow night so I'm a little jealous that uh, that we don't get to experience it but but basically uh, yep. you you get the opportunity to rant uh, to, to get up and uh, prepare your best three-minute rant on the topic of your choice. And then you just do your rant, and they give you your score, and somebody's going to walk away with a prize, I believe. Is there a prize for this thing? I don't know. But it's going to be fun either way. Yeah. So that's some of the thing, uh, those are some of the things happening tomorrow. Of course, uh, there's more on Sunday, but we'll save some of that for tomorrow night's show because we've got a lot of interesting people here to talk to. Uh, we've got a few uh, folks on the phone that have been waiting very patiently. So we're going to take a quick phone call here from Dan in Kentucky. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello there. Yes, I wanted to clear up a science thing that Mark was talking about uh, about three weeks back maybe. I, I'm not quite sure. But it was okay. about um, uh, maybe... Anything that you would compost that decomposes, and uh, yes. 
And it turns out that sometimes things do decompose in different ways and produce different gases when they decompose. Okay, and and Mark was claiming or thought it was a silly claim that when you have uh, compost in a landfill that it produces methane, but if you have compost above ground, it produces carbon dioxide. Oh, but, really? But that's that's actually what does happen. Uh, so what does happen? It, okay, when, what happens when stuff is above ground and decomposing? Well, there's oxygen present, so this is an aerobic action, a reaction. It can it can absorb that oxygen and produce carbon dioxide and that's usually what happens you your compost heat gets warm and all that but if okay. you don't if you don't have any oxygen present in the in the environment usually you can take like cow manure and water and put it in a oxygenless environment right and uh, when now when the manure decomposes in that environment there's no oxygen there to produce the carbon dioxide right Right. There's no oxygen to make the carbon dioxide, so you get four hydrogen that combined with the carbon to make methane. So there is two different gases that are, can be produced from the composting mechanism. When, I stand corrected. Uh, when it, it just depends on the environment that the compost is in. Okay. Got it. Thank you for the clarification, Dan. Okay. Any other thoughts and, tonight? Y- yes, I have one more thought. And this goes to Jason, who was who bought the argument about dying in 2012 or end of world or whatever. Oh, he was kidding. He didn't really yeah, buy the argument. Well, well okay. he, he said his question was, what should I do, you know, since the world's going to end? And I, I mm-hmm. think I think the answer should be he should have more sex. Yeah, well, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt, I suppose. Of course, if he's wrong about the world ending, then he might well, have a few more babies than he'd hoped to have well, at that time. You can use some condoms, too. Uh, you know, oh, it's a good careful. idea. Yeah, you, you might go. as well. You might as well live it up. Uh, of course, then right, again, the, the religious folks would say that uh, Jesus would like that very much, and uh, you know, you might burn in hell for all eternity. Well, I thought Jesus but that's was going to kill him say. anyway. What's that? Oh, I thought Jesus was going to kill him anyway. So yeah, I don't Jesus know. Who knows one. what's going to happen? I think we'll all be fine in 2013. But thank you for the call, I Dan. I appreciate appreciate hearing from you tonight. Toll free number is 800-259-9231. It's always the burning in the hell. I just remember Y2K uh, when uh, we, I, was, I was in the office on, I think it was January the 31st. Um, it might have been January, or excuse me, December the 31st or December 30th. I'm not sure which. Uh, just before it all occurred, and I heard uh, Ron Miller at uh, 105.9 WYNF cutting the, the spots for um, <laughs> January 1st. And he's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's uh, Y2, the day after Y2K, and looks like we all made it and everything's fine. You know, so it was just it, really funny. Yeah. Uh, Nothing happened then, and I, I, I'm, I'm a little doubtful anything's going to happen in 2012. All right, so we're going to talk to uh, some more interesting uh, people that are out here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Brooke Kelly is joining us. Uh, you are with Restore the Republic, and you wanted to tell us about Freedom Rides. Uh, so, Brooke, get real close on that microphone, and uh, w- welcome to Free Talk Live. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yep, you got to get really, really, really close to the mic. Okay. And, uh, yep, because we don't want to get uh, feedback here from our equipment. So, uh, what, is a, what is a Freedom Ride? Okay, well, many people have probably heard of the Freedom Rides of the 1960s, which is where a group of people rode from D.C. to New Orleans on public transportation, promoting rights uh, for, for civil liberties as well as advocating that we do not have segregation anymore. They were largely successful in that. And we've decided to revive the Freedom Rides. It's Freedom Ride 2009. Uh, now, though, because I think we've come such a long way with civil liberties, we are promoting all human rights, and that uh, now it's the segregation between the masses and the elite, and we're trying to raise awareness for that. 
We're actually out there, and can you believe people are asking us what is a bailout? You know, it's, it's, it they blows my mind. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> it, it, it makes you realize just how far we have to go. So give me an example of what a Freedom Ride actually is. Now, that's what it stands for, but what, how does it work? Well, we started in Tampa, and our first stop was Savannah. And we've just, we, we traveled up, a friend and I and, my, and our dog, and uh, we, we just, in a little four-door car, traveled around from city to city. We stop in every major location and do a social demonstration of a different kind each time, something usually theatrical hmm. that engages people. Cool. And what, do you have a website that you're promoting? Well, we're covering everything on the blog. Uh, Where is that? RestoreTheRepublic.com backslash vlog, V-L-O-G. It's a okay. video blog. Oh, yeah. cool. And so how long have you been at this? Uh, we, about uh, right out a month. And wow, all right. And what are you driving around in? I mean, what's your vehicle of choice? Uh, it was a, t a Toyota Camry. Okay. Yeah. It still is? You're still doing this, right? Actually, that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. My partner um, ran out of money. Uh -oh. and I'm, uh, I got funding for everything, so the gas is all paid for. But I'm kind of in the same situation the Motorhome Diaries people now. I'm trying to get another person. I have a car that yeah. we can go in. I just... I would like to have an extra person because it's good to have interaction and stuff when you're out on the street. Were you here yesterday or is this your first day at the, uh, the oh, Porcupine here. Freedom Fest? Yeah, I was here. Well, have you found any uh, qualified people here? I mean, there are hundreds of like-minded folks. I'm just find now looking and that's, you know, may maybe I'll find somebody who doesn't make the final cut for Motorhome Diaries, but if anyone is out there that can come, everything is paid for. Same deal. You just need $400 to pay for your food. Your own food. Brooke, you're not going to have any trouble finding somebody. <laughs> yeah, Brooke <laughs> is looking for uh, somebody to travel with her around the country. I'm sure that'll be very difficult. All right, Brooke, let me hold your feet to the fire here a little bit. What's what's restored the republic? What is that? Uh, it's just about bringing the Constitution back to its roots. and, and So bring slavery? Bring slavery back? No, <laughs> minus that part. Okay, yeah. all right. You've got to be careful with I that mean, whole we, go back to the Constitution thing. We want to move forward as well. Okay. Yeah, Why bother restoring the republic? Because we've come such a long way to the point where freedom, people talk about freedom like we have it, and we just kind of don't, you know. Like we were out there traveling around, we got the cops called on us eight, seven times out of eight days just wow. for holding up signs to promote liberty and peace. Thank you for going out there and so doing much for that First Amendment trap. what you're doing. I don't know if it's possible to, to restore the republic. I don't know if I really uh, think that I, I should bother trying. I it's think a, that uh, we should focus on independence and declaring ourselves free from the federal government rather than trying to reform it and turn it back into what it once was, whatever that even is. Thank I you for coming on the show. Direction to go, though. But thanks for everything you're doing. More coming up. Bye. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the third hour of the program. We are live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival here in beautiful Lancaster, New Hampshire at Rogers Campground. The campground at this time is packed full of people that are in their RVs, that are in their tents. Uh, also, there's also a hotel on premises, uh, so there's a variety of folks here enjoying a, various, uh, a variety of different ways in which to, uh, to spend their time, uh, whether it's, again, out in the woods or in the hotel. It's a great time because the view is amazing. The White Mountains are here. It's a little too dark right now to see them. but there's a dark uh, mountains right now. But in the morning, uh, it will be stunning when the sun comes up. I'm very much looking forward to seeing them again. Uh, yes. The, uh, the White Mountains will be green at that time, which is an unusual state for them. Meantime, uh, we'll be spending, uh, after the show's over, we'll get the archives online, and I think Jason Osborne's going to show up at some point with uh, some free alcohol for Free Talk Live Amplified.
qualifiers, unless he's passed out somewhere. I called him and he didn't answer the phone. Possibility so little, exists. I'm a little worried that he's been keeping it too real uh, on this Friday, but it's a great time. Lots of liberty-minded people together socializing, getting to know one another, and having a blast. The Porcupine Freedom Festival. More information about it is available at porkfest.com. That's pork with a C, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We will take your calls about whatever you want to, uh, whatever you'd like to discuss. Otherwise, we've got a third microphone here in our makeshift studio, which I'm really enjoying, by the way. There's a lot of people in here. Uh, you can hear them likely in the background enjoying uh, their, uh, each other's company. But we've got Nick, who has uh, joined us here on the third mic. Nick, make sure you close real tight on that mic. Yeah. And uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, uh, so what did you come to talk to us about here tonight? Um, I was just sort of uh, wanting to talk about the Libertarian Alliance of the Left, which was uh, releasing uh, pamphlets for free in uh, the bingo hall. Um, I'm just letting everybody know that that's going on. They've so, got uh, tons of them. Well, what is the the Alliance of the Libertarian Left? It's, Why would someone be interested? It's um, it's more directed. I, it does have libertarian in it, but it's obviously more directed. If you check out their pamphlets, it's obviously more directed towards anarchists. Uh, agorist, mutualist, and um, uh, left-leaning libertarians in general. What is a left-leaning libertarian? Uh, I would think more... I don't know. Uh, more. So this is something I've never really understood. I realized that you told me uh, after I'd said that you were a member of the alliance, you said you're not. You're actually just kind of interested yeah, in that. Yeah, I'm kind of interested in it. Um, just, but maybe we'll find one of them. Maybe not. Yeah. If not tonight, maybe tomorrow. They, I know uh, they've got a presentation. Yeah, that they're, they're having a presentation tomorrow. It's around 10. But I am interested in maybe having one of them on the show yeah. so I can find out. Because I think I've read a definition somewhere before. But I thought libertarianism was the idea of just getting aggression uh, out of uh, human relationships. How is there a yeah. left or right to that? I yeah, I don't. don't I mean, that. I don't really agree with the that there would be a lesser right to it. Uh, it could be the issues they focus on. Could be. The could issues. be. Yeah. That that would make sense. I mean, you can only focus on so much, right? So Correct. you pick certain ones that you're interested in, and uh, and since they, I guess they're more of outside the system kind of activists. Yeah, right? they're like, um they're pretty anti-political. Uh, um, they're about uh, building um uh, like the counter economy within the the old shell. And uh, not using uh, political... The counter-economy is anything that exists outside of the legitimate yeah. structure. Yeah. So outside of, like, if it's an unlicensed business yes. or a black market Yeah, that's business. where the ag agorists come in. So that's the counter-economy. And the idea, as I understand it, of agorism is to build alternatives to the government while the government still exists yeah. in the underground and kind of transition as much business to those alternatives as possible to help them grow and hopefully uh, watch as the, uh, the government withers and, and dies off. Yeah. That, am I understanding yeah, correctly? That, that's pretty much. Yeah. All right. Well, Nick, I expect you're going to be out at the uh, the the seminar tomorrow, right? The yeah, I, definitely. I'm, I've been looking forward to it. They. Um. I just wanted to say a few pamphlets that they do have. Um. They have uh, one uh, about the not so wild west uh, that had to do with anarcho capitalism. They oh have. yeah. There's a lot of mystique around the wild west, and it has to yep. do with the Hollywood movies. That if you take the very ten years, ten, ten years of, of the you know peak time, and I don't remember, it's in the 1880s sometime, and they include Dodge City and. Uh, several other uh, towns there, you take all the murders in all those towns and you compare it to, say, Baltimore, and you'll find out the Wild West was a, a 126th as dangerous as Baltimore City is today here in the United States. Yeah, here today you've got more to be concerned about from the cops uh, than I think uh, than, than you certainly did. I mean, the, than you did criminals in the Wild West. I mean, yeah. as far as like what was actually happening back then from the so-called criminals pales in comparison to what's happening now by at the hands of the police. And just to give you an example of of this, uh, Prince uh, Prince George's County, Maryland. We talked about this story when it when it hit the news a few months back. 
You may recall that the police botched up another police raid. This time, their uh, target, instead of being an old woman like it was down in Atlanta, a 92-year-old woman or, uh, you know, some somebody who was completely innocent, uh, this guy, well, was innocent of the drug uh, charges they were trying to go after him. It was the mayor, Berwyn Heights Mayor Shea wow. Calvo. Uh, he had his home raided, and oh, not man. only did he have his, have his home raided and his family terrified, but they also shot his two dogs. That's pretty oh, much. Oh, I think I heard about that. SOP for, uh, for you know police uh, departments that are doing raids is just to come in and shoot the dog. They love to shoot dogs, and so I mean that's just so it's so vicious. And I just wanted to give you an update on the story here. According to the Washington Post, the sheriff's department did an uh, or the police department did an internal investigation, which is what they always do. Oh well, don't you worry, citizens. We realize that uh, you're concerned here. Never fear. We've done our investigation, and we've determined. Here's the actual quote: The findings of the initial re- review are quote consistent with what I've felt all along. My deputies did their job to the fullest extent the book, of their of abilities. So, yep. so no they problem. raided the mayor's house, uh, found out that there's wrong no drugs house. there, yep. yeah, the wrong house, and shot his dogs, and there was no wrongdoing by the deputies. They couldn't even read the address right, and there's no wrongdoing by these mouth breathers. They always do it by the book, Mark. Apparently they can't read the book. Well, no, the book is whatever they say it is. Yeah. See? So uh, it doesn't they really make the matter. Rules. They yeah. enforce them at least. It doesn't matter what the book says. Oh, and the, the cop goes on. This is the sheriff. Sheriff Michael Jackson, actually. Uh, he says, I'm sorry for the loss of their family pets. But this is the unfortunate result of the scourge of drugs in our community. This is the unfortunate result of the scourge of the drug war in our community. Yes. Yes. As it is perpetrated by the police union. Drugs didn't kill those two dogs. Nope. Cops did. And it's the police unions which try very hard to protect this drug war because why? It creates more jobs for cops. That's what they want. He goes on to uh, blather. He says, uh, lost in this whole incident was the criminal element. In the sense that we kept these drugs from reaching our streets, the operation was a success. Uh, there was a package involved here, and I guess somebody had sent a package to uh, the mayor's house without his his understanding. So I think there actually was, was some sort of drugs where they, you know, there was like a shipment of drugs that had been sent to the mayor's house. Whether he was expecting that or not, I well, I, I mean, don't he's know. the mayor. Uh, it, it seemed it, it could be targeted. Surely, somebody right. could have targeted him. Absolutely. Uh, so now the the editorial here from Drug War Chronicle at StopTheDrugWar.org says now. That's except for the fact that they could have easily interpreted or intercepted the package before it was ever delivered. So there's the, the police uh, sheriff is making it sound like, well, those, you know, this is necessary. We had to shoot these dogs. I mean, uh, drugs, drugs. But they could have just taken the package and not ever gone through with the raid. That was a completely unnecessary, violent act. And uh, the story, they wanted to bust somebody, right? And shoot, you know, possibly shoot somebody because they can get away with that stuff. Uh, killing the dogs was completely unrelated to the goal of intercepting the drugs, according to the story, and it's just supremely dishonest to equate those two outcomes. Bradley Balco from The Agitator has more, which you can go to uh, theagitator.org, to, uh, or excuse me, theagitator.com to read his stuff. Good stuff. On the fundamental incoherence underlying these latest claims from the uh, county sheriff's office. In the end, Sheriff Jackson's making a powerful statement to the public. This could happen to you. He's proud of his officer's actions, and he has no intention of trying to prevent this from happening again. Remember, this is the mayor of the city. I mean, when we talk about the good old boys network, it does exist. But even in this particular case, the mayor is, uh, has been targeted by these cops, and even he can't get a break. 
You well, think if somebody could get a break, it's the mayor. I'm sure that they're, uh, comp- you know, the city's compensating the mayor for the loss of his dogs or whatever in this particular know. instance because he's I the know mayer. He compensate life. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, they'll give him some money for the, for the, for the dogs. Uh, but you know that you wouldn't get it. Nope, certainly he not. He has a few pieces of paper for your lost pets. You know, oh, sorry about it. Right, the pieces of paper say deny, deny, deny. <laughs> yeah, the pets you've spent, you know, a decade of your life perhaps. Probably uh, a lot and, more money than they've given you. Yeah, yep. and, uh, and and learning uh, and coming training and, and coming to love them and, and having them as members of your family. I mean, pets are, are family members as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they don't talk back, which is nice, but uh, but they're, they're family members. Hey, Nick, thanks for coming on the show tonight. No problem. And, uh, thanks for promoting the uh, the Alliance of the Libertarian Left. We'll find out more no about problem. them maybe on tomorrow night's show. I don't know. I've seen them uh, around here. I don't know if they're here in the studio tonight. Thank you again. Toll-free number no for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. All kinds of interesting folks to talk to here. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything if you make them. I see Gardner Goldsmith over there. I'm going to see if I can drag him in here under the third mic in moments. This is Free Talk Live live from Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. And you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. the SACL CAI toll-free line. We are live from the 2009 Porcupine Freedom Festival. And the room is packed full of people here. Uh, we're upstairs in the what they call the TV room. Uh, there's a lot of uh, fun happening here. There's a poker game going on, I think, over there. Uh, people sitting around attempting to listen to the show. Poor Dennis Goddard's back there. He can't hear a word we're saying. Uh, unfortunately, I, I'm not a live sound engineer, so I, I guess I'm a little embarrassed about this. I don't really know how to uh, to engineer live sound. Like, I can do uh, a recording studio kind of thing, but here we've got a speaker that is actually playing the show to the people that are in the room here. Uh, but How do you do that without making that awful whining noise? Right, there's the feedback me. issue that becomes a, a real problem. Uh, if the microphone is turned up, first of all, guests are just not as good on the mic as uh, talk show hosts are, so we have to turn the guest mic up louder than our mics, which means it's more likely to, uh, to feedback. And so the, t- the speaker can only be turned up so loud. Maybe I just need to get a really long extension cord and put the speaker in the back corner of the room. I don't know if that would help. I just don't know. Or get a few of them, run them serially. Is that I just possible? don't know enough about how live sound works and all that. So to anybody trying to listen in the back, well, you need to come closer. I mean, that's the only reason. That the only way you're going to be able to hear it is to, is to gather around the darn speaker because people are here just busily uh, talking amongst themselves, which I think is great. I think that's yep. great, too, because you can always listen Part to the, the show later uh, you know, on the archives at Free Talk. Live.com. The point of being here at Porkfest is not to listen to Free Talk Live. You can do that any night of the week. The point of being here at the Porkfest is to meet these awesome people and to get to know them and to, uh, to to build community and to build friendships that may end up lasting a lifetime. And if you move to New Hampshire, these are the people you're going to be around uh, for probably for the rest of your life. I mean, these are friendships that could last a, a long time. And there are a lot of people here doing a, a whole bunch of interesting things. So we've got another guest here sitting in on the third mic. His name is uh, uh, Meme Filter. Meme Filter. Meme Filter is with us. And that's kind of the cool thing about this community. There's a guy actually walking around with a dollar sign on his uh, on his name tag. He's a, like a very anonymous dude. Have you met this I'm guy sure, yet? I have not. I'm not yeah. sure how to uh, pronounce that. I don't know if you can like if you can even talk to him. He's a very, very quiet guy, very uh, strange. But uh, his name is a dollar sign, basically. So Interesting. You, you can go by whatever name you want to here, and people aren't going to really bat much of an eye. So Meme Filter, you're with Bold Voices, boldvoices.tv. Tell me about boldvoices.tv. 
Well, hi, Ian. Hi, Mark. Thanks for uh, coming oh, in. You good on that mic? Yeah, it's because I'm a live sound man. So if you want to talk about feedback <laughs> later, we can do that. Oh, perfect. Yeah, BoldVoices.tv is a new media project. We uh, built it because after coming out of some of the other projects, Ron Paul Radio and Break the Matrix, a lot of the hosts had been uh, uncomfortable with the censorship and the advertisement and stuff like that. So we wanted to step back and instead of have people talk about Austrian economics, actually try and implement an Austrian model uh, and to take management out of the role of telling people what to do and let the hosts and the audience decide for themselves what they wanted to hear. So how does that work exactly? I mean, it's a television station that's... Give me more. Uh, yeah, we're a website with a, a couple of other services associated with the chat and stuff uh -huh. like that. But basically what we do is we ask people to uh, participate in video. You can use a webcam. You can use a, a walk-around cam, whatever you want to do. Uh, and pick some sort of video provider. I use Ustream as my primary provider, but we I do use as well. like you guys do. Uh, Mogulus is another popular one, uh, which is now live stream, live stream or something like that. Uh, but we wanted to stay out of that decision-making process and let people find out what video providers work best for them. So all mm -hmm. we ask them to do is port is to give us the embed code, and then we build a new channel for them and tell them, find out a place for them to go on the schedule. Uh, we ask the host to work with each other to figure out how the schedules are going to work, to com you know to compete healthily as opposed to compete at cutthroat level to find what's going to work best. So what's the content uh, that these people are providing? What's it like? Uh, we are on paper content in specific. I. When I do my show, I usually focus on cosmology, epistemology, science, stuff like that. A lot of people really do stick with news and politics and stuff like that. But uh, a girl who's over there, she does a lot of alt-medicine, alt-health, uh, sustainability. Uh, so how does it work if you are getting the show producers to decide on their air times? I, how does that, like if I want to do 5 to 6 in the afternoon Eastern and you want to do 5 to 6 in the afternoon Eastern, how does the decision get made? Well, the argument is mostly... Uh, we want people to get along. We want mm -hmm. people to agree to work for their own self-interest, to implement an Austrian model. So uh, I really can't tell them what to do. You know, it yeah. doesn't matter how executive I play. It's still not something I want to order someone to do. So I would like the two of them to find a way to work together to find a, to make it happen. If it if it if that still can't be done. Uh, if someone's being a jerk about it and being yeah. like, I want it, well, arguably, I'd say, take it. Go ahead. Take it, you know. And, mm -hmm. uh, hey, other guy who's a nice guy, why don't you back off and let him have it? Uh, and then, ultimately, uh, if the we watch the numbers. If the numbers go up or the numbers go down, you, you get more leverage if the numbers go up. The numbers need to go up, and that is the uh, that is just the way it is in media. So, are you looking for programming for this? Uh, yeah, and uh, we've already talked to the Free Minds guys, and we've been dying to talk to oh, you guys cool. about about porting you in. No, no burden on your part at all. We just want to yeah. be able to get you guys in on your normal slot and let you run. So, anybody that's out there, with, whether it's audio or video, or are you just looking for video product? Uh, we originally split it from Ron Paul Radio into Ron Paul Television way back in the way back in the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, because uh, all the people who moved to television. And we're like, video is so much better. Video uh, allows you to, to uh, add to your vocal content with uh, vi audiovisual elements and stuff like that. And that was really important to me as a, as a host so, uh, and, and to a lot of other people, too. So we, uh, I prefer video now, but right. that's, that's a personal preference. Well, so we is it all live content? Uh, no, a lot of people do documentaries and commentary and stuff okay. like that, but uh, I'm always live. So how does the uh, not-live stuff work? How does that end up? Is this one streaming channel at, at boldvoices.tv, or are there multiple channels? I guess I, I haven't gone to the website yet beyond, like, for five seconds. So. That's okay. Uh, instead of worrying, uh, we decided early on that the first people we were going to hire was the technology team. Not, the, not worry about the content, not worry about the audience. We we're going to start with good techs who knew how to connect the two. So we, what we do right now primarily is connect content producers to content consumers and stay out of the way beyond that. So... Uh, 
the easiest way to do that, while we were allowing people to pick whatever kind of video platform they want, whether they want a video or not, was to uh, build a channel switcher. So our uh, Grimner, a fantastic producer of ours, uh, our web developer, uh, ported a pre-existing channel changer, and now we just sit there and grab your little embed code. If you want to switch to a different channel, you can switch at any time. So, okay, I think I'm starting to understand this now. What you have are people with different Ustream or, or, or Stickam exactly. or whatever channels they have. They already have their product. It's ready to go. You're kind of a uh, connector for people that are looking for that uh, for that uh, that content. They're coming to bold, yeah. They're coming to boldvoices.tv. They're looking at the different options that all have a kind of a liberty-oriented theme to them. Eh. And would you Mostly. say? Well, we all come, we all uh, lean that way, anyways. Okay. But that's more a coincidence than anything else. I see. All right. Well, it has a uh, at this time a coincidentally liberty-oriented theme, and uh, you you can plug people into the so you so you're not running your own server that's streaming out video. You're just providing pathways for people to find that content. Yeah, for the most part, we try and stay distributed as best we can. But there, there you do actually have to run some servers yourselves. Uh, we I have see. a web server. We uh, host a bot on a private place, so no one can mess with our IRC channel and stuff like that. But. Got it. And how new is this boldvoices.tv? Uh, the original idea started a couple of months ago. We probably start really hit online maybe two and a half months ago, and have been growing a couple stations a week ever since. Now I know you mentioned hiring people. I mean, was there uh, money behind this to to start with? Uh, are you expecting to actually turn a profit from this venture? Uh, did I say hire? Yeah. I, I, I try to <laughs> avoid that word. Uh, yeah, we're we're working inside the donation model right now. It's okay. okay. It, it it pads people out a little bit, but no, we haven't gone for any PC, and we uh, we don't require any advertisement. So if people want wanted to advertise the welcome to. Hey, uh, hopefully they will. Hopefully it uh, sounds like a useful service. Boldvoices.tv. In fact, you're going to be interviewing us later on, apparently, which I'd, I appreciate. Thank I'd you, really like it. And thank you for coming on Free Talk Live tonight. Good luck with Boldvoices.tv. Great for doing I'm so glad you guys are at Port Fest. Thanks Thank a lot. you, dude. It's good to be here. We will continue being at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, not just for the remainder of the show tonight, but also we'll be live on tomorrow night's program as well. Uh, you can join us. It's Free Talk Live. We're coming up. Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything, we still have time for your calls. If you make them right now at 800-259-9231, it is still a show about your calls, even though we've got an inordinately large uh, guest amount that we have tonight. Uh, a whole bunch of people joining us on the third microphone doing interesting things for liberty, so we want to talk to them. Uh, this whole campground is full of interesting people. We obviously don't have the chance to talk to every single one of them, but some of them are uh, particularly outstanding and uh, mainstays of Free Talk Live. Whenever we're at, at these events, we always love having some of the same people on because they're just so consistently great at doing what they do, and they deserve recognition for it and uh, want to draw some attention to, uh, to them. But we also want to draw attention to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it's happening this weekend. It's not too late to come up here. The entire day tomorrow is packed full of good stuff. Uh, great activities to go and do for kids, uh, adults, of course, lots of panel discussions. Uh, there's the Alternatives Expo. We haven't even talked about what's happening there. There's going to be uh, the beekeeping uh, thing with Brian Travis. You've heard Brian call his show in the past few weeks talking about beekeeping. He's here. He's going to have some of the tools of the trade without the bees, but he's going to have the tools of the trade with him, and he's going to be showing it off and telling you, uh, answering all your questions I'm about beekeeping. I'm very excited about it. You're going to that in the morning. I am. Uh, then I know that I'm just going off the top of my head here as to what's happening at Alt Expo. I know that uh, there's also something happening later in the day at the Alt Expo. I probably should get the uh, the schedule out because I'm spacing on exactly what it is. But the Alt Expo is great because it's like a it's a whole list of things that are happening concurrently with the official fr uh, Free State Project Porcupine Freedom Festival that are completely different. And you can go and uh, and get involved in that uh, as well. There's also cookouts and uh, there's like a breakfast thing tomorrow morning that's happening. 
Lots going on. It's an exciting time, and you can come up here for next to nothing. It is dirt cheap to attend the Porcupine Freedom Festival, especially if you're just coming up for a one-day thing. So go to porkfest.com to learn more. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. And altexpo.org uh, to find out what the uh, what itinerary is. Ah, excellent. Uh, what is, yeah, Alt Expo number four is uh, what this is. Dave Ridley is with us from RidleyReport.com sitting in here. Welcome uh, back, as always, Dave, to Free Talk Live. Porkfest.com. <laughs> so you are uh, well-known to people that have been listening to this show for a long time. Uh, you are also well-known uh, in the activist uh, community for your television exploits, uh, not on broadcast television necessarily, but in the world of the Internet. YouTube is where you base your channel primarily, I believe. RidleyReport.com is the best way to get straight to the uh, Dave Ridley uh, channel. And what is the Ridley Report, Dave, for people that uh, are uninitiated? Basically, it's a poor man's TV station. Um, the idea is cover all New Hampshire Liberty News all the time uh, and do it cheaply. Uh, do the stories that I wish the mainstream press was doing. And you've uh, you've been doing it how long now? When did you start this? It's been it's getting close to two years now. A couple years. Yeah. Well, uh, now you have a specific style for uh, doing recording your videos that you're able to do sometimes three and four in a day. Uh, the numbers numbers are very high with what you're able to do. And it's an editing style. Can you briefly describe it? Yeah, the average is about 12 videos a week, and um, uh, yeah, there's a sacrifice in quality that has to be made in order to reach that kind of quantity. Uh, and what I cut short is the editing process. Basically, I just shoot what I want, throw it straight on the air, um, and uh, do a lot of live videos. Um, so that, that, that enables me to, yeah, roughly, roughly two videos a day. Pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so... And it's, it's, uh, you've got some advertising dollars coming in, too. I don't know if it's something you're bankrolling on at this point, but it uh, is at the very least probably helping you cover your costs. How's the, the kind of the business side of things going for you? Well, technically, I'm profitable. However, I don't really make as much money doing the Ridley Report as I spend every day just in life, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I don't spend very much money on the Ridley Report, but I have to spend a little bit of money to eat and rent and so forth. But and that's I good. How long did it take you from your starting point to getting to profitability? I mean, like you said, it's not paying the rent, but it's paying, it's covering the cost of maybe the equipment and, uh, and that sort of thing. So how long did that take you? Well, there's a reason they say start small. Uh, if you keep your expenses pretty much close to zero, then you have to make almost nothing in order to technically be profitable. So I didn't really spend anything at first, hardly. A uh, camera. So you need a camera. You need a, maybe a computer. I, I, the to... camera was more or less given to me. Someone really? tried to give it to me. I ended up giving them 50 bucks for it. Uh, right. It broke after the first month and a half or so, and I ended up getting another one for like a little under 200 bucks. But that's I haven't spent very much. That's what's so great about the world we're in right now, where technology has advanced to the point it's so affordable to get these uh, the, this hardware that is uh, necessary to do the things that you're doing. A, 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 you know, a DV cam, like you say, for a couple hundred bucks, you can go out and you can have your own uh, video camera. If you've already got a computer, you probably have the hardware that is required to interface with the camera and, and begin the, the, the editing process. And, of course, as you point out, if you go with the Ridley Report kind of style, the Ridleyo is its uh, it has, you've... I think named it, uh, where you pretty much just shoot straight and you don't have to do anything in the editing room. It really takes a lot of the work out of uh, the efforts. Uh, and so as long as the content is good, as long as what you're actually reporting on is interesting, people are going to watch it, right? Yeah, if you just got to keep turning the camera off and making sure you're not rolling on stuff that's boring. Yes. And to keep everything short, quick, get it done, move on, you know. Right. I, I yeah. think uh, one thing that for me when I'm watching YouTube videos, I like my consumption to be something about three minutes or, or less. And I know that, that and so your, reports, be, yeah. your, your reports have to be a bit longer because there's a lot of there's, there's content that needs to be get, gotten across. But, I, I, you know, I, I find that I, my attention span just isn't that long for YouTube videos. What do you think? 
You so you think it might be better if the really reports were a little shorter? Oh, I'm not. I'm suggesting anything like um, that. I'm just. Uh, what What is your your thought process on uh, you know how long you make your videos? Well, Voltaire said I'd love to write you a short letter, but I didn't have time. I had to write you a long letter. <laughs> so it's like uh, one of those things. It takes time to cut things out. Yeah. And I don't always have that time, so I just slap it in like it is, throw yep. it up, move on. You know. Gotcha. As long as I, mean, I do some editing. They, keep, they stay below seven minutes. In, in general, your videos are somewhere between three and seven. Is that about right? Well, you pretty much have to because YouTube has a ten-minute limit. Oh, is that so? I for me, I was too late getting on board to have a no limit. Yeah, okay. we've got we've got one of the uh, freekeen.com, our uh, our blog site. We've got one of the grandfathered in accounts where we can upload things that are as long as we want, which is nice. But yeah, you can't really normally do that. So RidleyReport.com is a place people can go. I like to describe it as a window to the world of activism. I mean, we've got Free Talk Live. We're on six nights a week, and we certainly talk enough about Free Talk Live or about uh, New Hampshire-based freedom activism. But yours is visual. You've got the uh, the camera. You're a man. Your boots on the ground. You're in the midst of the activism. I mean, when we're sitting in our studio, we're not able to be right in the middle of a state house protest or uh, or interacting or interfacing uh, with the police as you've done a number of times you have been accosted by the police for your videotaping and activism activities doing open carrying and, and things like that or the open carry litter pickup i think is one of the things you're well known for and uh, doing other things like uh, the uh, the outlaw puppeteering that you did breaking the uh, there's apparently a law and is it concord that says you can't uh, do a puppet show without having a license first or something like that it's statewide and it's really not it's enforced. it says you know you um, can't have have a puppet show without a license um, if you're going to make any kind of profit on it. So, so not only are you a, a news uh, cameraman, a videographer, a newsman, you're also a civil disobedience uh, super activist. I mean, you're, you're getting ready to go to jail in the next couple of weeks, aren't you? Yeah, I'll go to jail on July 6th for uh, attempting to videotape in a courtroom. Attempting to you successfully videotaped in the, in the courtroom until they, uh, until they put handcuffs on you at, at the very Well, least. yeah, I was in the court lobby trying to get into the courtroom, right. uh, and I uh, ended up having to videotape in the lobby because they were coming after me there, so I figured, well, if I'm going to get arrested, I guess I better get video of it. I didn't really even want to videotape in the lobby. Yeah, well, yeah. right. The intent was to go into the courtroom, but they did arrest you, and the trial was just this past week. Uh, the judge found you guilty, and it was going to be six days, I think, that you're going to be spending in jail as a result of this? Correct. I mean, the, technically, the penalty was a $250 fine, but uh, I refused to pay the fine, so it's going to be six days. So what's the plan for your arrival at the jail? I mean, presumably, you're going to report. You're not going to uh, give a failure to appear or whatever. You're going to actually show up as, right. as they're demanding. Will you be coming in with uh, the video camera doing a Ridley <laughs> report as you get uh, taken in and taken great. into the jail? That's an idea. I would, I would just like to, to have more ideas. Uh, I, I, the only idea I had so far, and it wasn't even mine, was to like you know drive there, but every half mile I stop and jump out of the car and get a freeze frame of myself waving or something, and so it's like stop motion all the way from Keene to West Berlin. Or, I don't know. Well, I but know that's, that, but that's a better idea is to go in live. I yeah. don't know. Uh, Jim well, Johnson suggested uh, making the trek uh, from uh, Keene to the uh, the. Chester County Jail carrying a giant PVC cross like Jesus did. Oh my God! Uh, kind of funny. The walk—that's a 13-mile walk. Son of God, I am not. They, <laughs> they did—they uh, did that with with Andrew Carroll, the marijuana civil disobedience uh, activist. Uh, they walked 13 miles from Keene to Westmoreland to the jail, and uh, you know, if you've got all day and nothing better to do, then uh, it's, it's certainly a nice walk, from what I understand. But I don't know if it's the best way to spend uh, spend activist time. I I didn't do it myself. I just uh, had too much else happening. Yeah. But uh, but uh, that might be interesting to have you. I don't know if you could go live because the signal. 
signal levels are very poor once oh, you're inside right. yeah. the jail. But you could at the very least get it on tape, and then uh, you know they might confiscate the camera while you're in there for six days, and then you could immediately start recording again as soon as you uh, you're <laughs> let out and you get your camera back. Eh, it's an idea. Something. If you have ideas, post them to nhfree.com. Great. Uh, yeah. uh, you you hang out there, and I see you sometimes at forum.freekeen.com. Dave, thank you, sir. More coming up from the remaining moments at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. Just enough time for your call if you make it right now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And I don't I didn't mean to make it sound like Porkfest was wrapping up. I meant that tonight's show is wrapping up. This is the final yes. segment of tonight's show, but we're gonna also be Porkfest live. Porkfest is in high gear. Oh my gosh, high might be the operative term. Uh so yeah, so tomorrow we'll be live uh, also from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2009 edition here in Lancaster, New Hampshire. As you were saying, Mark, we might actually triple the amount of people at this year's Pork Fest as compared to last year's Pork Fest. At the very least, it's been doubled. Is that correct? That's correct. It's already been doubled. And, That's incredible. Uh, as, my, as is my understanding. Now, now the... It was also my understanding that the campground sold out, but that doesn't include all the RV areas. That, it, so it would appear there's certainly a, quite a few unoccupied RV, RV areas. So what I, what I heard was, and I, maybe we'll talk to Carla about this, the organizer of the Pork Fest uh, on tomorrow night show if we get a chance, but um, I heard they might have been actually selling some of the RV spots to campers. Why not? Uh, which means that... Even though the campsite is full, I had I had thought when I first heard that well that the whole place was full, but it's not really. It's just the tent sites. Yeah, so uh, so there's still room for expansion here. I mean, we could see. You said maybe we're going to hit six, seven hundred people this over out cumulatively throughout the weekend. Maybe we could see a thousand people at one of these uh, these events up here in the uh, the near future. That would be pretty awesome. It would. So porkfest.com to learn more about what we're doing. We'll tell you more, of course, tomorrow about what we experience during the day tomorrow. So the day is packed full of activities and things to do. Uh, and of course, tonight people are going to be partying on into the uh, the wee hours. So it's always a good time here at Porkfest. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. All right, so, Mark, you've brought a uh, guest onto the third microphone. Please yeah. in, uh, introduce him. Well, I, I, this, is, this is Arnaud. He's uh, from France, and I thought it would be very interesting to get, you know, add, a little, add a little diversity in color to the show. Ah, Ar- well, bonjour. <laughs> Arnaud, That's about all I know. When did you... <laughs> so, oh, you're, you're from France... Yes, I am. And um, you, you, these labels, uh, are, are you a libertarian, uh, anarcho-capitalist? Tell me, tell me what label you like for yourself. Um, I don't really like labels. In general. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I would say libertarian is pretty convenient to use because mm-hmm. um, people know it. Um, lately, I think I'm more leaning towards anarcho-capitalist. Um, so you came here from France to visit uh, New Hampshire? No, no, I live in Chicago. Oh, I'm sorry. I Chicago now. Yeah. So uh, what brought you from France to Chicago? Um, I came to the States by way of uh, Canada, so I studied there for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I mostly left France because um, I was sick of socialism and yeah. statism. But you found more sto- socialism and statism <laughs> here. Now, are you a Free State Project member? Yes, I am. When are you moving to New Hampshire? 
as soon as possible. Excellent. That's a, it's a good answer. A lot of people are saying a year or two. I, I've been, I mean, just I'm, having yep. talked to a lot of people this weekend and listening to what they've been saying, uh, a lot of people are, uh, number one, looking at Keene as, as an option, of course, which is where we base Free Talk Live from and uh, where uh, Pete and Jason from the Motorhome Diaries are going to be using as their destination when they wrap that up. So uh, the, a lot of people are saying year or two, they're coming out here or I've got to finish up school. So I would say within the next year to three years, we're going to see a whole lot of new, fa- a whole lot of new faces and yeah, activists. In my here. case, I'm finishing school right now. So uh-huh. um, yes. If I can find a job in you, I'm sure it'd be awesome. Cool. It's got to be very frustrating uh, being, you know, in France and uh, probably in Canada too, and in Chicago for that matter, and uh, seeing the government just grow and grow, and uh, you know, having these ideas and not really having anybody to talk to about it. A lot of the time, I get depressed when I see what I see and um, say, the, about the news from France. You mean? No, in general, like oh, Chicago, okay. I see how much the government is. It's taken over. Yeah, you guys have the the cameras there now, right? Lots of cameras in Chicago. Yeah, little, um, blue flashing lights that tell you you were being uh, filmed. No, great. wow. That's got to be that's really got to be eerie. Know. That's got to be weird. They're not everywhere though. It's not like give them time. Yeah, <laughs> probably that's what I think. But um, yeah, what I was saying is that it's just frustrating to see government grow and take over um, people's life and liberty. But isn't that what they do best? <laughs> Yeah, it is. But yeah. what I'm saying is, you most of the time you feel helpless. And, sure. Um, Do you feel helpless when you're around these people? Much less so. Yeah. Is this your first time at the Porcupine Freedom yeah. Festival? First time yeah. in New Hampshire? Uh, absolutely. Very cool. So you are you uh, pretty impressed so far with what you've uh, seen? Yeah, it's kind of hard. I'm not such a social person, so I don't tend to talk to people I don't so, know. So, so what? Much. People come up to you and talk to you? Will you talk back? Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not like a well, you're here on animal. radio with us, so that's pretty <laughs> you're doing pretty good. It's a good step. <laughs> yeah, I, I sort of forced myself to do that, but um, cool. you got to get out of your comfort zones in life, and, and yeah. It, yeah, it's the only way you're going to achieve anything. Well, There's I, a lot I of that going on here. Telling my story might help a little bit. Well, thank yeah. you so much for sitting in on the on the program tonight. Anything my else pleasure. you want to share with our listeners? Well, I'm a big fan of your show, and uh, it's great to be here and talk to you guys. And, well, we're glad you're here, and thank you so much for your dedication to uh, the ideas of freedom. I mean, it's you're a dedicated person just by virtue of the fact that you're willing to pick up your life and yeah. move here to New Hampshire and be around these other people that are also similarly uh, interested and dedicated. It's an awesome group of people, and I'm so proud to be affiliated with every single one of you. Thank you so much, dude. Thanks for that. You're very welcome. All right, toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. We're going to do our best to sneak in, uh, since nobody is on the phones, we'll sneak in another guest here. I think Dale is uh, here from anarchyinyourhead.com. Dale is here, and uh, he's been here since Tuesday. You're one of the extended pork festers, Dale. Welcome yeah. back. Third time. Third, My oh. first time in Rogers. I really like it. So I am loving it here. I think yeah. this is far better of a location than the one we went to last year. I like it better. Did three pancake breakfasts. I think that's going to become a tradition now. So we'll start doing pancake breakfast for people who come early in the week. Do you Very have some cool. kind of special pancakes that it's you make? It's Ezekiel flour that I milled myself. So it's, uh, so it's wheat, rye, barley, red kidney beans, gray white northern beans, pinto beans, lentils, and millet all mixed up and milled into flour. Wow. It's really yummy pancakes. That'll be good for you. Where, really do you good learn how to do, where do you learn how to mill your own flour? I mean, you were born in Atlanta. Yeah, actually, there's a there's a place there. My sister uh, works at a bread store there, and oh, okay. she got me into it. Cool. So, and I so, got a mill from her. And now, was this stuff. a profitable thing for you, the uh, the pancake breakfast? No, I, I originally I was gonna like have a suggested donation just to make sure I could like at least cover the cost and everything, mm-hmm. and. Um, 
it was just kind of a chaotic thing getting started and, and everyone standing around waiting for pancakes and it wasn't a real fast process. You know, they had to wait for the pancakes. And sure. So I didn't really, I ended up just sort of letting people have pancakes and I didn't charge for it. Um, so and I had leftovers, so I did like three days instead of just one. And cool. So well, it's not like there's a whole lot to do, and at least in the early part of the week, uh, you're getting up early. Uh, you you got plenty of time to sit around and wait for pancakes. Right? Oh yeah, it's it's happen. nice. You just you get to chill, sit around campfires, drink beer, other stuff, and just what have fun. Sh- I went to a restaurant uh, this morning and waited for pancakes. So I mean, you yeah, know, the wait's <laughs> and you paid for them. Yes. Yeah. yeah well, when I'm more organized, I'll be more organized next year than I've done it once. I'll probably you know so like next do year, a very small suggested donation, like two bucks or something. So, 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 like, next year, uh, would would there be more options? Like, were there blueberries this year? Or? There weren't. Uh, I thought about that, and I ended up not doing it. So, Well, maybe maybe if people are paying, that could be an option. Maybe have a little sure. uh, blueberry or strawberry action or something like that. That's always fun. I'm just a huge blueberry nut. And yeah, it's a New England thing, too. There's blueberries growing wild all over the place, so we're big on blueberries. So you've been here since Tuesday. Uh, what's your observation so far of just the general affair of uh, Porcupine Fest 2009? I mean, from, uh, from beginning to where we are currently. You know, I want. I don't know if it's because of the layout and because you can maybe see more. And everyone has says Rogers is more open than Gunstock and stuff like that. I'm not sure what it is, or if we actually just have a lot more people. It certainly feels like it. It's I mean, we do. There are a lot of people here. Yeah, I mean, twice as many as last year. Oh, okay. That more that makes that. sense then. Uh, but it's just, uh, it's definitely more. It feels like more of a party atmosphere. And uh, just a lot of more excitement, and it's it's great. It's a lot of fun. I uh, just to to to, w- to while away the day. Basically, all I do is walk around the camp uh, campground uh, with, with, your with dog. the dog, and I, I pretty much have to stop at every campsite <laughs> and say hi, and you know, chat with people. And well, the yeah, dog the helps with that because yeah, you yeah. know she's really cute, and uh, everybody wants to pet the dog. That, that much is true. And I feel like uh, there's a lot more like unfamiliar faces, so they definitely seem like there a are. lot of new people here. Lots of them. And I'm so because I kind of feel like you know and to. Some some extent in the past, especially early in the week, you feel like you know everybody yeah. a little bit, and it's not going to yeah. stay that way because there's just too many people. So you know. that's a fun. I mean, it's a fun part about this uh, is meeting some of these new people that are so excited about what's happening here, and this is their first time. I mean, imagine it being your first time again, uh, coming to something like this and having it be so big and so uh, amazing, and then the people are so incredible. It's just it's I'm almost at a loss for words here to describe this event. The 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 vibe here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival is unlike anything else. Oh yeah, it's it's great. It's it's like each year it gets better. It seems like it does. Dale, thanks uh, as always for uh, for coming in on Free Talk Live and uh, sitting in with us. Uh, Of course, you're on Thursdays normally uh, when we do the show. Of course, we'll be back doing our normal show next week, and we'll have you back. That's great. Sounds good. All right, hey Mark, we're done for tonight. That's it. We've got one more show to do live from uh, Porcupine. Freedom Festival 2009 will be again live tomorrow night from 7 to 10 o'clock Eastern Time, as we always are. We will see you in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Thank you so much for listening and uh, for everybody that's here at Porkfest. Thanks for being here. And everybody that's coming out tomorrow, come on out. It's a great time. Porkfest 2009, freetalklive.com. <laughs>